All right. Well, welcome back to Chilling with Dylan. This is episode number 15. Oh. And today I am joined by my brother of the Sigma Chi fraternity, Mason Barrett. Mason, how are you? I am doing well. Chilling, chilling. Good to have you here finally. We've been talking about it for months and it's here now. I know, man. It's an honor. It's seriously an honor. I'm happy to have you. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Right? Uh, what do you do for Thanksgiving break? Oh, man. A whole lot of nothing, really. For now? Yeah, just for now. Uh-huh. I decided not to go back home. At all? No, no. Like, I did an early Thanksgiving earlier this month, though. Okay, there you go. So, uh, like, I saw my family and everything already. Right. And they coming down on Friday, and we're going to go, go spend the weekend on Vegas. So. Nice. That'll be fun. Oh, yeah. I went to Vegas yesterday, actually, to drop off my cousin at the airport. It was cool. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. Dude, I love Vegas. I know. It's it's fun. I like going there for, like, day trips, right? Walking the strip, hanging out, right. having is a it, good time. Is it a nightmare because the F1 bullshit? Yeah. yeah. It, it, there was, like, three roads closed, and it was huge, yeah. Yeah. I went to, where'd I go? We did this thing called Fly Over Vegas. You ever done those? No, is that like the zip line on Fremont Street? No, I want to do that one, but it, it's uh, you like sit in this this row and then it pushes you forward. It's like a little ride thing, right? And it showcases. We went over the Canadian Rockies. It was kind of dope. Hey, that's you know what I mean. <laughs> wholesome little experience in Vegas. That's rarely happened, so it was good. Right? Yeah, yeah Vegas wholesome. Those right? things don't they don't mix they, together. Yeah, Sin at all. City. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so. Um, today, right? You're obviously a geology major. Yes. Yes, I am. You're in the Sigma Chi fraternity with me. I am. You Proudly. Are, proudly. We love, we both love, um, philosophy. Absolutely. So I think it'd be a good conversation. Whatever you want to talk about, I'm down for 100%. You know, it's, it's been a minute. I haven't been reading as much as I wish I have. Right. As you know, uh, the semester gets busy and then <laughs> chemistry, you know, Mr. Jacob Dean has Ooh, something to say about it. Of course. But, uh, no, the recent one that I read is, uh, Epictetus. Okay. Yeah, he was actually um, the one of the mentors to Marcus okay. Aurelius, and I know we've had a Conversation. conversations about Marcus Aurelius, right. but no, that one's a definitely uh, interesting read. You know okay. what I mean? It's more like because um, Marcus Aurelius never identified himself as a Stoic. He saw saw himself as like a student of philosophy. Right. You know what I mean? He like understood it all and read it all, uh-huh. but based just on how he acted and like uh, accounts of him, he right. was like a diehard Stoic. Yeah. But like Epictetus, he was that. He, he was, was the, he was the, you know, right. no other philosophies. It's like that's the way you gotta live life. Right. Which is cool. Right. It's I mean, it's a very interesting way to live life, I think. Um, you know what I mean? Because cool. it's like yeah. the way I think of it, it's not it's not a way to live life to enjoy life, uh-huh. but it's more so a way to live life to avoid pain. Okay. You know what I'm saying? What, what were some of his? Because I know I'm familiar with Marcus Aurelius, right? I've read some of Meditations. That's about it. But what, what, what were some of his big things, I guess? So, like, the big idea of Epictetus is just exactly that, is avoiding suffering. Like, okay. you have a choice in the reaction that you make, right. which dictates the reality of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it's like he was very big on take everything as face value. It's like one of the examples. It was like your son is sick. Okay. And everyone else obviously freaks out. It's like, oh, my son's dying. He's not, he's going to die, you know? But he's just like, whoa, calm down. He's not dead yet. Right. He's just sick. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Just trying to take everything at, like, face value and not yeah. read too heavily into things. Because, yeah, yeah. And monitor your reaction, right? Be more in control than emotional, which is cool. Right, 100%. But it's a hard way to live. Oh, yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> Very because, hard. You know, the, something, you know, happens. And uh-huh. one of those first reactions, you know, anger, sadness, whatever. Right. That's, that's a hard way to live, you know, to control that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's seriously, it's impressive, you know. It's um, something to model after, but right. it's like. Because I know, I, we, we know his philosophies, right, and what he, what he set out. But I'm curious how he actually was living through them, right? Because I think there, right. there are things you strive for constantly, you know what I mean? Right. But can you really achieve them as a human? You right. can do your best, too. 
which is dope. But I wonder how how truly emotionless he was. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. How well he succeeded? Yeah. How much of a hard ass he was? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just I don't know. He, he could have been really good. You never know. But no, one hundred percent. But yeah, no, that's. It, it's something to model for, but I don't know. It's almost like an unrealistic standard uh-huh. to live up to. But, you know, you and I are familiar with that, with, yeah. like, the White Cross uh-huh. and all that yeah. stuff type shit. You right. know, it's it's never something that you ever achieve, but it's just something that you keep going for. Right. And that's, like, the whole point, you know of what it. I mean? It's not the destination. It's the journey type exactly. shit. Exactly, exactly. And I feel like that's how a lot of philosophers think, too. Because, right. like, they're constantly striving to hit it. Right, which, right. You can always be better. Yeah, always, which always. is good. Um, yeah, stoicism is interesting because it's, like, I don't know. A lot of people, I know philosophers who enjoy, people who enjoy reading philosophy, they either love stoicism or absolutely hate stoicism just because right. it's like you're just emotionless and a hard ass. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And other people are like, you know, you need to feel the emotions. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's definitely a fine balance. But I just like Marcus Aurelius because he was a Roman emperor. Right. But the he's last still, great Roman the emperor. The last one, right? The last great one. And then he's just, I don't know. His struggles are exactly like ours. Right. You know 100%. what I mean? It's so crazy because you read those books and it's like the shit that he was dealing with back then is applicable today. Exactly. You know what I mean? In like, the Roman Empire, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. What did Washington say? I believe it was Washington, but it was like, if you do not understand history, you're bound to repeat it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's crazy how applicable uh-huh. the way, the bullshit that they were dealing back before, you know, the internet cards, right. you know, any, you know, anything you'd consider modern, uh-huh. they're dealing with the exact same, same thing, style, which is crazy. Like, you know, yeah. just... Same shit, different day. Which, yeah, it's cool. I don't know. It's cause also funny, too, because he, like, they're just his journals, right? He never expected them to be published. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, it was, I remember reading about this. The book that I bought of Meditations by Marcus Aurelius had, like, an intro. Uh-huh. And it explained that there, that it was found generations after he died. Like, and um, it was just kind of, like, piggybacked. So it's actually even, like, up for debate that what we read as Marcus Aurelius' Meditations were even what actually he wrote. Right. You know what I mean? Because it was found generations after his death uh-huh. and then um it was just kind of like um what's that game telephoned yeah like all the way down of course and it's you know because people add stuff people take stuff thousands out, of years water right. down yeah of course you know what i mean as it but, goes i mean still the message that i think that he was trying to portray i think you know uh-huh. kept in there of course you know which you is good can't weed that out it's, yeah as a roman emperor right it's crazy i don't know someone uh i went on a date like a month ago and she just randomly asked me, she's like, how often do you think of the Roman Empire? You, you probably heard of that before. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. I was like, actually pretty often. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> actually quite a bit because, right. I don't know, it's yeah, it's so applicable in every way. Yeah, it's like something I'm trying to model my life after. Exactly. You know? It's crazy. I don't know. I think that's so funny because some of those guys got to be capping, you know? Like, I think of it every single day. And I'm right. like, oh. I mean, <laughs> me too, but, like, not like that. Yeah, I know. Now. <laughs> not, like, living in it, right? Yeah, just... Right. They're, they're funny. They're the ones having those gladiator fantasies. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Right. Russell Crowe in the freaking, in the stands. Are you not entertained? <laughs> <Type shit. laughs> I want to go to Rome so bad. Oh, man. I think it'd be beautiful. It's so beautiful. I mean, it's crazy that all that infrastructure is still standing. Right. Like, have you heard of, like, they finally cracked the secret to Roman concrete? Uh-uh. How'd they do that? So, um, Roman concrete was made. To backtrack, they oh. were, like, very very unsure of how all these structures right. stayed standing uh-huh. over time, yeah. especially some of these bridges. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when they made their concrete mixture, they threw extra lime in it. And so when there would be a crack and water would get in through that crack, the lime would dissolve and spread out and basically like 
self-heal the crack. Interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, Colosseum's been standing for this long. Like lime the vegetable or fruit, whatever it is? No, no, like limestone. Oh, limestone, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, that one's, and it's still used in modern day concrete because that shit will, like, tear up your nose and stuff. Right. When you're dealing with concrete, you got to wear a mask and shit. But, um, no, they just used an extra, like, ton of it and... Yeah, it made self-healing That's concrete. dope. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. It's it's crazy how smart that they were. Right. And how that, now that we even have all this technology, we're like, how the hell did, did they, they do, do that? that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Rome and Egypt. Those are the two of the big ones, right? They are freaking out with the pyramids and then right. Rome. Rome yeah. had sewers, right? Yeah, they did. They had a very functional sewer system. Absolutely wild. Well, I mean, you can say functional to a point because it did just dump all the shit right into their drinking yeah. water. <laughs> you know but yeah, I mean? the idea was there. Right. Yeah. yeah. At least it was plumbing. You know, they had plumbing. Exactly. Plumbing. plumbing is crazy. I know. I don't, yeah. I know the Colosseum's crazy. It's huge. Still standing, right? Apparently had a big awning at one point. Yep. Which is crazy. They say it used to be able to be like flooded. And they'd have boat battles. Damn. Yeah. That'd be even more crazy. Yeah, but, I mean, it's still in use today. Like, have you heard of that, um, uh, what is it? Shit, Elon Musk and uh, Facebook lizard guy. Who's that guy? Uh, Elon, or no, 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 Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, Mark yeah. Zuckerberg. <laughs> Facebook so, lizard guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, they agreed to, like, a boxing match. Right, yeah. And they literally were able to convince the government of Rome that, to let them have it in the Colosseum. Colosseum, that'd be yeah. so dope. Like, that's going to be insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if they actually do it, that's breaking That's breaking records. Oh, yeah. Two but, richest guys in the world. Yeah, Mayweather fights, Logan Paul fights, uh, nothing Conor McGregor it. fights. Nothing, nothing, bro. Nothing tops it. That's going to be the most streamed fight of all time. Right? Oh, that'd be so crazy, especially in the Coliseum. Oh, dude. Like, literally, actual gladiators. That would be dope. That'd be super dope. We'll see if that actually happens. Because I know Mark Zuckerberg trains MMA, yes, like, actively. And Elon Musk is... On the bigger side. Yeah. <laughs> it just talks mad. Which yeah. is, there's not, there's going to be a definite weight difference in that fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The weight difference will be crazy. No. That'll be interesting. I don't know. It's uh, kind of interesting, like an idea, you know, because everyone's like, eat the rich or whatever. The right. rich are the bad people. You uh, know what I mean? And now they're actually going to go out there and, and like, hash it out. Yeah. Which should be crazy. Right. No one would expect that. No. Because I mean, those UFC guys, they're like modern day gladiators. Yeah. You know what Train I mean? Train for it. Yeah. Their whole like, lives training. And then it's all circling back. But now instead of the poor people in the Coliseum getting it's killed, so it's the rich people in the <laughs> Coliseum beating the shit out of that each other. That would be so legendary. <laughs> oh my God. I can only imagine. Yeah. Rome trip in the spring? I'm down. <laughs> I'm so down. I want to go to Rome so bad. Oh man. Rome and Greece. I would love to spend uh, a couple weeks in Greece, just right there in the Mediterranean. My th- my four of my friends are actually there right now, oh, and I could have gone, but I went to Africa earlier, so right. I couldn't do two trips this year, right? Right, which is unfortunate. But but Africa, how was that? Tell me about that. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. experience. Have you ever left the country? Uh, for about fifteen seconds, I was in Canada. There you go. Yeah, Canada's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, no. So you know those like um, you know the boats that Pam and Jim got married on, uh-huh. like in Niagara Falls. Yeah. So I went on a boat ride. Uh-huh. You know when we were up there. Right. And on the way back, it crosses over the uh, uh, Canadian border for like fifteen seconds. There you go. And it was hilarious because they had Canadian boats and American boats, and every time we would pass, we'd be like singing the national anthem, and they'd be singing their national anthem. That's funny. We love that. Oh man, USA all day. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, but no, I went to we went to Africa, right? It was uh, it was a study abroad, three weeks. Okay. Six credits, photojournalism and ecotourism. Absolutely mind blowing. Yeah. With how culturally different it was, but also there were similarities and differences. Right. But the people were so nice and. It's uh, it's the last true monarchy of in the world. One okay. of them. It's called Eswatini. Okay. The king has seventeen palaces, one for each of his wives, and <sighs> yeah, no, everyone else is poor. And he said, "Yeah, real big balling." It, it was wild. It was wild experience. But also, I don't know. The people were so nice and wholesome, and it was wild to 
there's no internet. I have internet at all for three weeks, right? right? I just loved seeing how many things I don't need over there. You know what I mean? Right. Like how much does it matter? Yeah, exactly. Which is dope. Yeah. Like you can, how much you can seriously like strip from your life and, and still be completely fine. Completely. Right. These people were literally living in dirt huts and happiest people I've ever met. Right. And you know that's something I mean? admirable. You know what I, I mean? Yeah, so admirable. Like, <laughs> you know? It's, you know, everyone's so materialistic nowadays. Right. You know, it's just... You know, I have to have the newest this or the fastest car or the nicest shoes or all that stuff, right. man. But it's like, you can buy all that stuff, but is you still happy? At all. Like, Not at all, right. Yeah. <laughs> Which know. is, I don't know. It was it was dope just because, I don't know, we went to one little village thing and they made homemade beer out of, I don't know what they had, but they had goats and chickens walking around us. I drank some. It wasn't the best, right. but... You know what I mean? But they, they made it, and I had to try it, obviously. But Still better than Bush Light? Still better than Bush Light. <laughs> Still better than Bush Light. And, yeah, they were just, I don't know. They were just happy. Happy to exist, which oh, was yeah. so admirable. That is. So uh, what, like, were you taking pictures of down there? Was it, like, wildlife or just, Everything. Like, uh, or even, like, the people and stuff inside the villages? Just yeah. Just kind of, like, documenting your whole experience uh, be- Because it, uh, at the end, you had to make a scrapbook. Right. It's different criteria to meet for, like, the final project. Right. I made a video. Okay. So I... Did the same thing just in video form. Right. So they basically just documented all of it, right? Everything we did. Made a vlog on the site, too. It was just dope. That, Different places we that stayed. That sounds dope. It was dope. Where can I check that out, bro? I, um, I want to see that. I'll send it to you. It's hey, on YouTube. Perfect. I'll send you both of them. Perfect. I made a cinematic one and then just a vlog, but it was oh, cool. Yeah. It was super cool. No. But, I mean, you really do have, like, a talent for that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, um, I appreciate for that. the record, you know, I've... Never been on a podcast before. He's you are the first person to experience me uh, to any of this on a podcast. But I also have noticed like you're um, you're our uh, historian, uh-huh. so you're running our Instagram. Our right. Instagram is popping. Uh-huh. Um, your YouTube channel absolutely popping. Appreciate that. Uh, your streaming channel exotic. Appreciate you know, that. I've I've watched some episodes of that. You're Come streaming on. Minecraft Come and on. stuff. Yep. Like is have you ever considered like just straight up full on pursuing this. That's that's the goal, right? Yeah, that's right. obviously the goal. Right. I'm going to college right now as like a backup, right. but if I could do anything, it'd be that. You know, cuz I think you have it, you know, you're you've got the personality for the uh the camera, uh-huh. the voice, you know, you have the skills to, you know, edit, right. create content, Everything stuff like it. that. You know what I mean? And I I was reading something the other day, it's like YouTuber is now the number one profession that children want to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like 10 years ago it was like astronaut, firefighter, uh-huh. policeman, whatever, but now it's like it's YouTuber. You want to be a YouTuber. Because it's dope. Yeah, no, Let's make seriously. videos and make tons of money, right? Oh, seriously, yeah. just live the life that you want to live. Uh-huh. It's, I don't know. It's one of those things that it's like, yes, it's an amazing idea, but now it's like so oversaturated. It is oversaturated, so which is bad. you got to have like the skill to make yourself special. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? in any kind of way. Seriously. Which is harder to do. 100%. Yeah. But we're trying it. I appreciate you saying that, by oh, the way. Thank 100%. You. Thank you, thank you. Seriously, I think you need to be pursuing this shit heavily. I, I am. I, see, I was... For the, because you know how I'm a senior and I just barely joined Sigma Chi and all that. Right. It's because for the first three years of college, it's all I did was YouTube. Right. And it worked, but that's all I cared about. Right. So I'd go to school and then go home and then do YouTube. Right. And then work at McDonald's, right? Right. And so as soon as I stepped back and started caring more about me and my life, YouTube started doing better, which gotcha. is funny how that works, right? Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. We'll see. It'll happen. No, I made, I think, three grand in three years. I mean, hey, you know what? Everyone starts somewhere. Exactly. You know what I yeah. mean? Google started in a garage. Which is crazy. You know? And look at Google now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, no, that's, that is, that's very admirable, seriously. I think it's something that, in today's day and age, it's super attainable. Right. And you're obtaining it. Obtaining it. You know it. what I mean? Slowly but surely. Right. You ever thought about starting? You know, 
Not really, but I've never found myself like a very interesting person. Okay. You know I think I mean? you're interesting. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. But um, I don't know. I feel like my life is very, you know, wake up, do your shit, go to bed. There isn't nothing like to be excited about or to be showing people, you know what right. I mean? And I'm also very much on the mindset is I'm not a very big social media person. At I all. tried to step more into that this year, especially with like an alpha fee position uh-huh. and like being in Sigma Chi that yeah. I need to be more of a face, more of an influence here on campus. But I used to, well, and still partially like hate social media. I think it is such a life sapping thing. You just get so drained. It's like, and it's sad, you know what I mean? Because people like are judging themselves and are comparing themselves to these other people. Yeah, these other people, but it's all fake. It's all fluff. It's all bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? They That's edit their is. pictures. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's only the, it's only the good stuff, right? It's a positive moment. Right. It never highlights any negative stuff. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of that in the background. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. people are brutal, especially in an in industry as cutthroat as this, as social media. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So but, many benefits, but so many negatives with it. Right. As is everything in life. You know, yeah. you just got to choose. Choose which poison you prefer. Right, yeah. That's how it goes. Right. I don't know. Social media is interesting. And it's only getting more interesting, too, with everything. world's changing very dramatically. I know. That's terrifying to think about. Me and my roommate were talking about that uh, last night. It's like the world that our parents grew up in is nothing like the world that we are in now. At all. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in 20 years from now, the world that our children are going to grow up in is going to be drastically different than the one we grew up in. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And that's terrifying. It like, is. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's wild how, because I think, I, I feel that way because I have two little brothers. Right. And I feel that way about them. Right. You know what I mean? They're 15 and all, I see them get home from school and just scroll through TikTok all day. That's all they do. Right. Is TikTok and play Fortnite, which is fine. Right. Teach but it's them. Like, yeah. I was like, damn, completely different. Seriously. There's no TikTok when I was a kid. No, hell no. And I already feel like that. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. No, see, and I never even got my first phone until I was 14 years old. Yeah, but about the same for me. Yeah. yeah, you know, so I wasn't on Instagram. I wasn't doing all of that. It's like, oh, I was bored. Go outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, go outside and do something fun. Yeah, yeah, like ride your bike. Go break a bone or something. Right. Anything. <laughs> Anything. Right. Yeah. No, but I don't know. I was lucky like that growing up is that I always had that outdoor access, but I grew up in rural BFE, yeah. Utah. Uh, <laughs> where there was all that stuff to do, oh, which yeah. is fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, I. It was an interesting experience growing up, but it's like, it's one I'm thankful for because it, I was, it allowed me to do very unique things. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That people aren't good. Like, cause I'll be out here talking like growing up and I'll be like, oh yeah, you know, just going out to the river and just shooting guns at a cliff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh-huh. And people are like, uh-huh. you know, what kind of, what third world country do you yeah. come from? I'm <laughs> yeah. like, Dude, I'm just living the sticks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not third world. It's NASCAR and rednecks. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. NASCAR and rednecks. <laughs> NASCAR no, that's fair. And rednecks. No, but no, it was, it was. It was a very interesting experience, but I am thankful that my parents did that to me uh-huh. because, um, you know, it, it developed social skills right. that now it, I think that is partially the reason that I hate social media. It's because of what it's doing against social skills? Or? Well, it's just something that I didn't grow up with, uh-huh. you know what I mean? So I was able to live without it, but as I grown old and, or grown older, trust me, I'm not old. Um, <laughs> But as I've grown older, just seeing it take more and more of a hold and influence on people, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, how are you going to let something so fake give that much power over you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's people out here, you know, depressed, you know, killing themselves yeah. over some shit they see on Instagram. It's, it's unreal. It, it makes zero sense to me, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like the healthiest thing you can do is freaking throw your phone away. You know it really I mean? is. And then go live in Africa for a minute yeah. and see what true happiness is like. Unreal. <laughs> unreal the difference. Right. I loved it, though. 
So good. I think everyone should do that. Experience yeah. a third world country. Seriously. In some way. Just go out in the middle of nowhere for uh-huh. a month. No internet, no nothing, and just, you know, live. Live. Actually live. Uh-huh. Like, hey, it's, it's wild. Right. I think about it because, like, back in the day, you had to, you had to call people up. Mm-hmm. You all just share the same phone, and if you want to talk to somebody, call them up or... Right, I can't. Would you? I, I can't imagine just calling somebody nowadays. Yeah, no. It would no, always be like snap texting. or message first, right? Yeah, it would no. never just be calling. Unless if I call you immediately, it's because I need something like right then and right. there. You know yeah. what I mean? Other than that, you're not gonna be like, "Hey, you want to hang out?" Like you call them. Yeah, just be weird. Yeah, seriously, you know, <laughs> just, just shoot them a text. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know though. There is like the generational thing because I I cannot text my grandparents. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you, they just don't. Get them, yeah. They don't keep up with it. So you know, there are some you got to call, but it's like, uh-huh. no, it's so weird. Yeah, because I, you know, my parents, we talk about that too. You know, when they were kids, or well, not kids, but like teenagers and stuff. You know, a boy called you or a girl called you. You had five a five minute limit, and you had to talk to them in the kitchen where the phone was, where everybody could hear you. Absolutely wild. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. You had to, yeah, you had to call them. You couldn't even text. It's just crazy. It'd be a different scenario completely. No. I couldn't imagine doing it. No, seriously. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like I would never. I don't know. It's wild. I don't know, but I think that is a blessing because circling back, it's just uh, the social skills. It's like sad. You know what I mean? How much has gone out the window? And even here in college, you know, like. Dudes are terrified to talk to women. Completely. Like, complete and Completely scared. <laughs> and, like, you know, it makes me nervous, too. Like, nat- like just as it naturally does. But, right. like, some dudes are just straight up terrified of it and refuse to do it because they just don't have any social skills. That's how I was. Yeah. That's how I started caring more about school. But, yeah. Right. No, uh-huh. but it's it, it's seriously shocking. Right. And it's only going to be, it's only going to get, like, worse and worse. You know what I mean? There, yeah. Progressively, it'll get worse and... Just how it's gonna go. We'll see what happens. I don't know, especially with, I don't know, dog. It's so many things of this generation are just absolutely destroying people. Porn's running rampant more and more. You got social media, right? None. It's I just all just poison. You know, yeah. poison through a screen. <laughs> That's all it is. No. Instagram, all you see is models. I, 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 whenever I see anything that I don't need to see, I hide it right. or report it because it just. Trying to get me to fail. You know exactly. what I mean? In whatever it's aspect. Another distraction, you know what That's I mean? That's all it is. Because, I mean, circling back all those Instagram thoughts, you know what I mean? That destroys a desire. You know what I mean? It's like in the porn or whatever, you know, there's no admiration to actually go out and achieve that for yourself. It's all right there. You know what I mean? It's all right. Because you can get your little dopamine boost. You go, no, you go do your little shit in your bathroom. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, <laughs> then, you know, you just don't want to. Talk to women, right? Or uh, try to pursue a woman, and it's it's a very bad thing. No, seriously, it's it's straight up poison. You know, I was reading something the other day. It was like the the stimulation that pornography does to your mind is like similar to hard drugs, and it can like damage your brain over long term times. Right. Similar to hard drugs. Yes. You know what I mean? It just like fries that uh, dopamine receptor sender, or whatever right. it is. You know what I mean? Because it's just instant access to it. You know, if the oh, just that's so good at biohacking humans for profit. Seriously, you yeah. know what I mean in every way. Because once they get into it, I mean, it's it, it's seriously an addiction. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. Like you could, you damn near need to go to therapy or rehab or whatever to get rid of that. Porn shit. is for sure an addiction. Yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, I don't know. Porn's a big one, and porn is so, it's so normalized, right? Right. Yeah, which is awful. And then I think um, other than that, social media can be addicting. Right. But I think porn's probably the biggest underlying addiction that no one realizes they have. You know what I right. mean? Right. I feel like that one is kind of a silent one because it's like, um, you know, th- this is such a crazy thought, but think of like 
how many people did you grow up with and like they were on that shit, never said anything. Their parents were on that shit, never said anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it can happen to anyone, you know, like the old elder dude in your church uh, could be like on that shit. Of course. You know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's something that's it it's so easy to hide, so easy to miss, but they're just seriously destroying themselves. Yeah. Destroying social skills, destroying uh, the love life or even an interest everything. in a love life. Yeah. But no, I don't know. It's it, and it's no disrespect to the people that do it because I understand that like there's a job. And, you know, you're just doing your job. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm not hating on, like, um, sex workers or anything like that because as long as it's within a legal standard, uh-huh. I have no problem with it. You know, right. more power to you. It's a free country. Yeah. But as, the, as it is with everything, like, excess is where shit gets bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it's cool to drink, but when you're drinking a bottle of vodka every day, uh-huh. then it's an issue. Yeah. Like, it's, it's fine to smoke weed, but when you're smoking four, five, six times a day, you can't do anything without getting high first. You know what I mean? That's an issue. That's what's a problem. And, you know, food, you know, people have to eat food. Uh-huh. But when you're just, you know, stuffing your face 24-7, it's you a problem. become a fat bastard. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, yeah. And anything without moderation is a problem. Seriously. Which, which is how I see it. Right. And I don't know. It feels like control is getting, it's something that's like less and less nowadays. Of course. You know, people are just not getting, or just not having or taking as much control over their lives or, you know, their destiny, you know, it's unreal. I very much try to live my life by that, you know, like Carpe Diem sees the day, control uh-huh. your destiny type shit. Right. Cause I refuse to, I let any outside influence dictate how your life's gonna go, how I'm gonna do my life, you know, which is good. Yeah, seriously. Cause at the end of the day, there's only gonna be one person on my deathbed and that's me. Yeah. So the only person that actually matters what I thought about my life or what anyone thought about my life is me. Yeah. You know what I mean? As long as when I'm on my deathbed, I'm content with what I did with the years that I had. Right. I'm good with it. Yeah. And I have that same mentality. Sometimes people think it's egotistical, but it's like, it's just the truth. It's not egotistical. No. It's just how it is. It's like you're going to die alone, Seriously. right? And the only person who needs to care about your life is you. Seriously. Yeah, because it doesn't matter to anybody else. Yeah, you strip away everything. I mean, and it, it is sad and it sounds tough to say, but I mean, you, you, it's not going to be your parents with you. It's not going to be your siblings with you. It's not going to be your spouse, friends, whatever. Like, it's going to be you. It's going to be you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got to be able to... You know, face whatever if you believe in an afterlife or whatever. You be able got to you got to be able to face that music right. confidently. Yeah, you know what I mean. You um, can't be going in there and being like, "Oh no, I wish I did this. I didn't mean to do that." You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, oh, too little, too late. You know? Yeah, no regrets, just living life. Right. That's how I see it. I don't know. And it's not like you know, yeah, that approach isn't that you hate everybody, right? It's just yeah, no, one hundred percent. Because sometimes people think that it's like, oh, you only care about yourself, or no, one hundred percent. I. I I care deeply for my friends, my oh. brothers, Sigma Chi. Right. You know what I mean? I've got a lot of cares. You know, Alpha Phi, I love them deeply, my oh. family, my friends. But it's like, at the end of the day, I've got to make sure I'm okay. Because right. if I want to be there for everyone else, i got to make sure You're there for I'm you. good. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's independence, not codependence. So yeah, independence, number one. Yeah, seriously. If you're not good by yourself, then you can't be good with anybody, anybody else. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? It took me a long time to figure that out, but now, now I got that, which right. is good. Which is, that is one of the biggest, like, growths that a man can take in his personality. His independence. Yeah. yeah. Like, just be good but with being by yourself. That's how you have to be as a man. Yep. It just is what it is. Yeah, man. No one gives a shit about us. You know uh, what I mean? Really, though. Like, like you, yeah. It, it's very much thug it out, shut up, no one cares, it's, you know? That's how it is for men. Which is sad, you know? It and is. What was it? The other day was Men's Mental Health Day. Or, was it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, no. I, I remember I saw some people, like, post about it on their story and all that stuff. But, no, it is, it is a serious thing that it, it's, like... You got to make sure you take care of yourself. Right. You know? 
And as I'm getting older and older, I'm realizing how much more. And as I'm opening my mind more, I'm realizing how little men, I guess, speak up, right? Or about anything, right? I'm trying to think how to word that. You know what I mean, though? No, I know 100% what you mean because I, this isn't a diss on my dad. I love my father very dearly, but that was very much kind of the way I grew up. It was like, men don't, you know, men don't have feelings. You thug it out, be tough. Right. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. let nobody see you cry. Don't let no one see you fold. Yeah. And I still do live that standard. Right. You know what I mean? And I understand that it's maybe not the healthiest way to live, uh -huh. but it's the way I know how to do it. You know what I mean? It's like, um, uh, you know, I've been going through some shit, but I've been going through it, like, quietly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I don't want that to affect any of the, the life that I have around me. Right. And as long as I can keep that controlled and at least to a point that I'm okay with it, then, you know what I mean, just dug that shit out and quiet. Yeah. Which isn't the healthiest thing in the world, but. Yeah, but at the same time, it, it, I think it's, I think you have to to talk to people about what you're going through a little bit, at least just to release it a little bit, right? Right. But at the same time, you have to you have to keep doing what you got to do. You got to keep living. Right. And that's something that I have been improving on. Like, I talk to my roommates very heavily. Like, Natty, Connor, if you're listening to yeah. this, love you guys. Seriously. <laughs> um, but, no, and I used to be way bad about it. Like, when I lived in California was my, like, peak of it. Uh, I would get... I would just bottle it all up, and then whenever it finally came out, it was always anger. Right. You know what I mean? Always and it was always, it, it approached as sadness, but by the time it finally came out, it was like anger. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I would freak out over the smallest shit, and then like straight up almost like have a, you know, meltdown, breakdown, um, or whatever. Yeah. But shout out to my dad again, because he was, without him in those times, like I wouldn't figure out how to get through that. Right. I would still be acting like this today. Oh. But then he, you know, he finally was like, look, dude, stop fucking carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. Yeah, just, you know, you're, you're 17. Uh, relax. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's fair. But. Nice. No, it's, it's crazy. That was growth. It's interesting. I don't know. That's why, that's why philosophy is so good, right? Because like the one thing that never ends is suffering. It's, it's the seriously. only constant life is you're just always suffering about something. Yeah. No, seriously. Uh, tragedy is nothing unique to the yeah. human experience. Yeah. Every single one of us gets to go through it. Right. And it's, it's, um, it's something. I love. I don't know. I've learned to enjoy it because that's all it is. But right. Seriously. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I thought of this the other day. and This one was an original quote. I, I was just like, I, I, I've been told that I've talked like a book reads. Uh -huh. And it's just like. I don't know why. It's just my thought process. But yeah. I was just thinking the other day. And I, I thought of this. It was like tragedy only becomes tragedy when you can no longer laugh. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. It's like. Um, I like that. In my opinion, it only becomes a tragedy when you like lose the ability to like sit back and find the comedy in it. Because everything is it's, funny. Yeah. You can, find the, you can find the comedy, the silver lining in a, a bad situation. Right. But. It only turns to tragedy when that silver lining's gone. Uh -huh. And I'm not saying that it's impossible for that silver lining is to be gone, you know, because right. tragedies do happen. Yeah. But, like, if you're able to just look back at your life and all the, like, major obstacles or hurdles or anything, I can still look back and I'll be like, and I can find the shit to laugh about. Of course. It, you know, so it's not tragedy. Yeah. It was just, like, a tough spot, but uh -huh. everyone goes through tough spots. Yeah. They're multiple. It's all, yeah. a, lot, a lot of tough spots. I don't know. Tough spots are, are needed, though. Right. Yeah. Seriously. Which is which is why it's bad when people 
don't go out and find women or stay in the room all day or have any social skills because you don't get any of those tough tough points in life. Right. And those are the things that make you change, and that's what's needed, right? Seriously, every lesson that I've learned in my life, I have done it the hard way. Of course. People have told me, you know, hey, don't do this, don't do this. This is what's going to happen. Of course, you don't listen to them. You always know? the hard way. I always have to learn it the hard way. Right. You know what I mean? You can tell me the stove's hot, but God damn it, I got to touch it before <laughs> yeah. I, know. You know I mean? No, really, though. <laughs> and that's how it is. When people don't take opportunities to learn, it's, it's, it's scary. Seriously. And I don't know. I try to. One of the things that my dad also was like really into is like, bro, you do not have to make a mistake to learn from it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Look at the people around you. Yeah. You know, the company you keep is like the the quality of the life that you will find. Right. You know what I mean? Like you hang out with five drug addicts, you'll be the sixth one. You hang out with five millionaires, you'll be the sixth one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like the people you keep that matters. But he'd always be like, you know, talk to them about those situations that you're in and listen to what they have to say. Because if they've gone through it before, you can learn the values of their mistakes without making those mistakes yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I think that's something that, you know, people just don't do, uh-huh. you know, I, I've, I'm a big believer that you like learn everything or learn something new every day, you know? And if you didn't learn something new, you just weren't paying attention hard enough. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Cause there's always something new to learn. Oh, yeah. always, always, you know, just a little fact or, you know, something about a person, whatever. There's always something le- or new to learn, uh-huh. but you know, being able to gain that knowledge without actually making the mistake yourself is something that I think is just so obvious to do, but uh, nobody's doing it. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I'm guilty of it myself. You know what yeah. I mean? But like, it's something that I try to strive more for, uh-huh. you know? There you go. That's fair. I don't know. I like to live that way too. I just, I don't know. A lot, a lot of people are just asleep. Seriously. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. Just asleep and not awake. Right. I don't know in what regard they're awake to, but not quite like woke though. <laughs> not not woke, not yeah. woke, but just I, I don't know the right word to explain it. Right. Just, um, what is it? Um, ignorant. Ignorant. They're ignorant to the world around them. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? They just think that it's all going to be sunshine and rainbows. Right. When the reality is, is that it's not. Yeah. <laughs> the, the world's a mean place. Sorry. Very, very mean. Right. And that's just how it has. That's all it is. Right. Right. It can't be any different. Never will be any different. You just got to get used to it. Right. Seriously. Yeah. Like, what was that, that Rocky quote? It's like, life will, like, beat you or bring you to your knees, and it'll keep you there if you let it. You know what I mean? But it's it's just the way that you find out how to overcome all that shit. Yes. Know, that's the part that matters. Uh-huh. You know? Is that part. I don't know. On top of that, I think people also just kind of let life happen. Like, they don't control it at all. Right. Like, they're just kind of going through the punches, but, like, life is taking them. Right. They're just, like, on the lazy river, just floating Completely. And they're okay with it. I think maybe they're not. I don't know, but they just seem okay with it, which right. is crazy to me. And that is such a scary way to live. It's scary. You're going to, you know, they're going to snap back into it before they know it. They're 45 years old and have done nothing. Yeah. yeah. And then like, wh- wh- what now? I'm not saying it's impossible for a 45 year old to change their life, but right. it's a lot easier to do it when you're 20. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, a lot easier. Right. Especially nowadays. Yeah. Because I think they say before 25, or I, I forgot what it is, but there's some age that like once you're there very hard to change past that and it's 25 or 30 i would I, that sounds about right yeah because they say like peak physical fitness in a man you hit at 30 which is crazy right i would think it'd be a lot earlier yeah but, they okay. say uh, peak mental abilities like 25 because that's when the brain like fully is Develop. done developing yeah. but they say the peak physical condition that you can ever be in is going to be your 30s so, or your 30th and so everything after that you just slowly deteriorate yeah 
how it goes. Yeah. It's like the build up to that and then downhill. Right. Just slowly, just chipping it away. You get a little weaker, you get a little more yeah. fragile, you get a little slower. That's how it goes, I guess. Because, like, back in the day, humans only lived till 30. Right. Like that was the cap. Right. Which is kind of funny that that's a, I don't know, that's the highest peak, you know what I mean? Right. Because they're dying at 30, but yeah. yeah thank God for modern medicine. <laughs> thank God. Like, for years and years, it was just not. And then the last 200 years, everything changed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. life was the same, and then now it's not. Yeah, no, it's it, it's insane how fast everything just has developed. Like, my great-grandparents on my father's side, they witnessed, they went from horse and carriage, uh-huh. like horse and buggy, right, to the moon landing. Which is, that's a lot. Like, the only, there is no bigger technical technological jump that we can see like that. You know, the only other, like, technological jump like that is going from, like, the internet to, like, like, I don't know, like, Zuckerberg's freaking VR reality yeah. bullshit. You uh, know what I mean? Or, like, going, or living on a whole different planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. That technological jump that they saw in such a short amount of time, it's... Unreal. It's seriously crazy. I can only imagine living through that, right? Just right. how many, so many things. It literally goes from like little house on the prairie and then it's like, oh man, there's people on the moon. moon. Yeah. <laughs> Just like eh, some light. Right. Yeah. In it, less than like, what is it? Yeah. Cause they were, yeah, 1900s to 69 is when they landed on the moon. A 70, you know, it takes 70 years. It's just crazy how it happened now, right? Cause like all of humanity, nothing really changed. It was always the same. Right. Right. Until then. Like 1900s, that's when things really started progressing. Yeah, no. Like miniature progression, right? Obviously, they made guns, they made boats, they made, right? Right. Slowly, but nothing like now. Yeah. Which as is soon crazy. as like the internet got involved in everything, uh-huh. just exponential growth. Yeah. Exponential growth. You know wow. what I mean? Like the, the, the technology that we keep in our pocket that we use to mindlessly scroll through Instagram and TikTok uh-huh. is more powerful than the computer that put the space shuttle on the Which movie. is Mind-blowing. You know? Yeah. And then, but then everyone just sits here and abuses that technology. You know what I mean? Imagine, imagine someone that was actually, like, wise, and you gave them the ability to find any piece of information that has ever graced this planet uh-huh. at instantly. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Imagine how much good that could do for people. So much. You know? And instead, we sit here to, you know, scroll through TikTok all day or fucking... But at the same time, it, it, it comes down to greed, too. Right? Seriously. Because... People who create these things are intentionally doing that, right? And they know humanity. They, they know the dopamine hit you get from scrolling, right. right? They know how many, how much time they spend on the phones. The goal is to keep you on your phone, right? And so it's like, are they, are they really doing anything good, right? right. Like, I mean, the technology they're creating uh, is good, but we all know it's with malicious intent. There, right. There's no, that, that's all they have in mind is malicious intent, right? Which but is sad. But they're given, they're basically like giving the toddler the loaded gun. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's like. You know that something bad's going to come from it. Yeah, which is I don't know. It's okay though. That would be I will be wild just because it is. I've heard that one before. That the phones are better than the computers on the moon. Right. Which is dope. Yeah. Crazy yeah. to think about. We'll be on Mars hopefully in our lifetime. You know, I, I I think we will, but unless you and I become those multimillionaires, we won't be there. <laughs> yeah, but they'll, they'll, they'll be there. Yeah, yeah we are. Stuck we'll be on able Earth. to experience them going. Yeah. We won't be there. Yeah, they're going to go to the moon, and then all of Earth's going to turn into, like, District 9. Which will be crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And one day that's, like, going to be a reality. I know. You know dude. what I mean? The world's going to turn into a slum. Like, literally, the planet Earth is going to be the ghetto, the slums. Which, you know what I mean? That, that would be so wild. All the rich, gated, high-class communities, they're not even going to be on the same planet uh, anymore. Different. They, they, they can't even grace the same ground we're on. Right. Because we're just 
scum. <laughs> scum of Earth. Right. It'll be like, oh, no, you don't got money? Sorry. You're not coming? Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy Earth. We destroyed it, but, you know. We'll see how long humanity lasts. How long do you think they will? Humanity? Yeah. Shit, dude. With, like, AI coming nowadays, I seriously see us being a Terminator future. <laughs> you know it's what I'm scary, saying? Dog. Like, it's scary, dog. It's scary. Everyone's like, oh, zombie apocalypse. Oh, mass world war. Oh, like meteor impact you uh, know everyone had these wild theories of how humans were going to get erased right it's going to be AI. yeah it's AI is a culprit yeah. you know what i mean it like one of the scariest things is and multiple people have said this like the head dude at microsoft that was uh like spearheading their ai development uh -huh. he resigned a few like months ago and he said like i created something that is bigger than me i created like a weapon you know what i mean elon musk has said it too he's like the greatest threat to humans is artificial intelligence. Of course. You know, all it takes is one rogue AI to become semi-conscious or at least enough, or it doesn't even have con have to be conscious, but be malicious. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? And all it has to do is get a hold of a couple of missiles, missile silos. Yeah. And then it's going to be volleyball across the Atlantic. With Game news, over. You know Game I mean? over. Yeah. That's all it is. I don't know. We'll see. Just because. Humans are, there's no competition. It's only, it's only humans on yeah. this planet, right? So when, right. We, when we create competition, it's smarter than us. Uh-oh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when we're creating things that are smarter than us, yeah, it's, that's where it gets scary for sure. Right. And you know, how long does it take before they, you know, get bodies now? Which, like, have you ever played any of the Fallout games? Uh-huh. So, you know, like synths? Uh-huh. Synthetics? Right. All that stuff? I could see that being like, thing. that is that could be a very real possibility. Right. If they can think like humans and talk and act like humans... And if they look like humans, how the hell are you going to tell the difference? Yeah, it's so yikes. You know? They're making a Fallout TV show. Comes out in April. Really? Uh -huh. Oh, man. See, I really love the Fallout series. I love Fallout. Like Bethesda. My favorite game no. of all time, actually. No, Bethesda is a fantastic developer. You're, but you're a Fallout person? I love it. I, I, was, uh, I do love the Fallout series, like New Vegas, uh -huh. one of my favorites. But Seven like, runs. I love the Elder Scrolls series. Yeah. Like, I've been replaying Skyrim. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's kind of like one of my comfort games. Right. Skyrim is, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. And it's, it's such a blast. It's so, it's so incredible, like, what they were able to do at the time. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Skyrim released on, like, the Xbox 360 or I think even the original Xbox. It was one of the first big RPGs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Skyrim was. Yeah. And it's, like, it's incredible how much that... I mean, just how vast of a game that is. Oh, yeah. I've played probably over 200, 300 hours of Skyrim, mm -hmm. and I still am doing, like, missions and Different quests things. and stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit, I didn't know this was in the game. This right. is cool. Yeah. You know? I, like, I like Skyrim a lot. Uh, Elder Scrolls is mainly online stuff, right? The other Elder Scrolls games? So it went all the way up through Elder Scrolls V, which was Skyrim. Uh, I never played the original two, but I played Oblivion, which was three, Morrowind, which was... Um, Actually, no, I got that backwards. Morrowind was three, Oblivion was four, Skyrim uh, was five. Okay. But then they did uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Ah. Uh, and I tried it, and it just, it didn't hit the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But apparently they're going to uh, make an Elder Scrolls seven that will be more similar to those original games, just kind of a single-player open-world RPG. That's dope. So the, the ones leading up to Skyrim were also open-world? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, it was like... So, you know, the original Fallout games, like yeah. Fallout 1 and 2, there was like a point-and-click adventure. Uh, so that's what those ones were like, too. Right. But then when the third one came out, um, Morrowind, then um, then it switched to like that first-person action RPG. Type, yeah, yeah kind of same with like Fallout. Wait, which one came first, New Vegas or 3? Fallout 3. I think 3 did. No, New Vegas did. Yeah. I think. Because I, I think New Vegas was their like first-person first shooter one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And seriously, quality game. Beautiful, beautiful game. game. We love New Vegas, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, they made something else lately. Oblivion did. I forget which game it was. The Outer Worlds. You ever played that? Yeah, actually. that was a good game, huh? Yeah, no, I um, I was playing that freshman year. I, I never finished it, but it was a really cool right. story. It was cool. It was just like, right, colorful. Yeah, yes. just space cowboys. Which is dope. You know, I which love is that. Such a dope concept. Bethesda made a new Starfield game. I don't know if you heard about it. I haven't played it, but it's all in space, open world. Yeah, I've heard about that. See, but I have really just like my video game playing has gone down so much, especially ever since I got to college. It's it's hard to play in college. It really is. Seriously, there's like, always something going on. It's probably Outer Worlds was the last new game that I played, uh-huh. minus the Call of Duties. But I don't really consider those new games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a reskin, different maps, type bullshit. You can hop on for an hour and. Yeah. Right. But no, nowadays it's just like I go back to like my comfort games. Uh-huh. Like I, I played Ve- New Vegas uh, last year. I, uh, bit, I'm i playing Skyrim now, but like ultimate comfort game, I'll just go back and replay the Halo Reach campaign. There you go. I have Halo campaigns are good too. Oh, yeah. dude, Halo's my favorite game series of all I love time. Halo, yeah. It's the only reason that I'll be an Xbox person for life. There you go. As shitty as the decisions that Microsoft makes, uh-huh. <laughs> Halo. That they, they do. Have Halo. But they have Halo, so right. I'll just rock with them. Yeah. Halo's good. I'm trying to think because, like, they back on the, the the TV show of it. Did you watch the Halo TV show? I did not, um, but I have heard about it, and it's like ah, I understand that for a TV show, Master Chief has to kind of have a face, but that pisses me off. Master Chief does do not that. have a yeah. face; he is the faceless knight that protects humanity. Right? You know yeah, like I mean? you can't give him a face. No. Yeah. Because no matter whatever actor they put in that suit, it's not what I imagined. Right. Uh, Ever. Uh, Spartan 117 to look like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you just don't know what he looks like, and that's just part of the lore. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough, and I hope they don't do that with Fallout because apparently I heard something about Fallout with uh, Vault-Tec's going to be a big player. Right. So I think it's going to be like before the nuke and then the nuke happens, which would be dope. Right. But I hope they don't butcher it. <laughs> yeah, no. It's um, <clears throat> it's a very, like, uh, not sketchy, but, like, gamble, a yeah. very dangerous gamble. Right. Because, like, uh, The Last of Us. Beautiful. Fantastic Absolute, absolute beauty of a show. But, like, Halo, you know, I've heard some mixed reviews. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's so hit and miss because there's such a nostalgia that people hold on to these things. Yeah, you got to be careful with that. And if you don't hit it right on the head, you are going to piss off lifelong fans. Yeah, a lot of people. Right. Yeah. So, especially with, like, Fallout or Halo, right? Halo, come on. I was so mad about that. Yeah, no, like... there's so much nostalgia involved with that. Like, Halo Reach is my favorite game of all time because I specifically remember I would wake up in middle school uh-huh. um, like two hours before I had to go to school. Uh-huh. I'd wake my brother up, and we would just sit there and play custom games. There you Halo go. Halo Reach custom games. That's so dope. Yeah. Two hours before uh-huh. school. Right. But, you know, all those, like, little memories and the the campaigns. You know what I mean? Halo Reach wasn't the first Halo I played. Halo 3 was the first Halo I played. And then I went back and did all of them, but... Out of all of them, dude, I've put hours. That's probably the only game that I've clocked over a thousand hours. In. It's, it's Halo. Oh, easily. Yeah, I, Halo. The original Halo is my favorite campaign. I just, I love the. And it's such a beautiful, like, it's a great story. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's I, what really attracts me to that type of stuff. Right. Like the quality story you can tell. I played on the on the OG Xbox before the 360. Oh. Wow. And I, I'd wake up two hours before school to play that campaign. Yep. It's so good. It's so good. So good. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So good. Yeah, no, that the, in the Halo Reach campaign, dude, I would, if they would make a movie about that or a TV show, I would definitely watch it. But right. I, oh man, I would be so irked if they messed that up because that is my favorite story. You gotta be, you gotta be careful with that like, kind of stuff. Noble team, you know what I mean? Uh, the whole reason that, you know, Master Chief made it off of Reach right. and was able to save humanity. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just such a cool story. It is. It's a good one. I'm trying to think what else because they, they made the Mario movie. Wholesome kids, right? Yeah. I, it was good. I thought it was cool. Right. They didn't really mess up. It's hard to mess up Mario. But right. any other game with like, I don't know, more more depth. Right. I'm trying to think if I can like think of any other because the first one that comes to my head is like The Last of Us. Did you watch FNAF? You know, I really wanted to, but I haven't yet. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I mean I liked it, but it could have been better. Right. See, and that one is the nostalgia thing because that game fucking terrified oh, yeah. me. Right. As a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? And seeing those things like actually move is really cool. You know what I mean? Dope. That's it wasn't that scary though. See, and that's what I've heard. It was more like a I don't know, like a PG thirteen movie. Which FNAF scared me as a kid too, right? Seriously. So like it could easily be a scary movie. Right. But I don't know. It was good. It was still cool to see the animatronics in real life. You know right. I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Finance Freddy was cool. That's about the only ones I think they made. Right? There's not many more. Video game movies. Or yeah, I'm sitting over here trying to rack my brain. I'm not. Um, not a movie, but have you ever played Death Race? No. Or not Death Race. Is that it? No, Twisted Metal. Sorry. Twisted Metal. Uh-uh. Has like uh, Needles Cane and stuff like that, Sweet Tooth. Um, so it was like a post-apocalyptic racing game. Right. Where they would just like ride around in cars and like shoot the shit out of each other. Uh-huh. And they did uh, a TV show about that that I watched with my dad, and that was actually like really good especially good. if you like the twisted metal series right it was phenomenal good you know what i mean yeah and uh great cast too um what is it um shit the falcon from mm. the avengers that actor he was like the main character i forgot his name but yeah yeah but you know what i'm talking about. oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but he was the he was the main character right and just uh they they killed it yeah they killed it. i just love how they did needles canes you know sweet tooth is what he is he was like uh his whole thing was like the psycho clown killer. Uh-huh. So he had like a clown mask and his head was on fire. Like it just stayed on fire. Yeah. And he would go around like an ice cream truck. That shit had like mini guns and shit mounted up to it. It was dope. It's dope. Yeah. It's just like total male fantasy. But right. it's, yeah. it's cool. You know what I mean? That's cool. It's way cool. Right. At least they did good on it. Yeah. No, seriously. Quality yeah, show. Video games, everything, entertainment. I think it's always oversaturated now because there's so much of it. Right. Which is probably why it's so bad. I don't know. Right. People are just throwing money at random projects to to get something off the ground. Yeah. And I feel like it gets cheaper and cheaper. You know what I mean? Like the effort that they put in just lowers and they just try to maximize profit. You know, minimum yeah. effort, max profit. Which is why, did you watch Oppenheimer? I did. Phenomenal movie. Which made me happy that they still care somewhat about cinema in right. some way. Because that movie was so good. Shout out Christopher Nolan for that. Shot on film. Yeah. And zero CGI. OG, OG, yeah. That, like, <laughs> that, that is so one cool. thing that is so impressive to me about uh, Christopher Nolan. Because all those, like, those Batman movies that he did, all that wild shit, like, in The Dark Knight Returns, uh, or The Dark Knight Rises, yeah, the one with uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, remember that, like, tunnel scene? Yeah. With, like, the truck and the RPG, uh-huh. and just, like, whoo, you know, so shot it. it. That was all practical effects. Right. You know? Which is dope. You know, even that car that they had, the Tumblr, uh-huh. the Bat- or, you know, his, like, Batmobile Batman or whatever. Movie, yeah. That was a real life vehicle right. that they built, and it worked. And it worked. Drove. Yeah. Practical effects are dope. It's cool that he keeps them alive, right? Especially in those kinds of movies where there's potential for huge CGI. Right. Especially in like a 
Batman movie. Right, right. just to save money. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he still, like, has the passion. Uh You know, he's like, screw the profit. Yeah. He's just like, he wants to make a dope movie, but as a side effect of that, he makes a dope movie and then makes a bunch of profit because it's a dope movie. (laughs) Which is good, yeah. It's a good... I guess it's a good balance. I, I know. know. I don't. People are kind of forgetting that like effort gets results. You it does. I mean? It really does. Minimum yeah. effort means minimum results. Yeah. Maximum effort, maximum results. results like effort know? is effort is everything. Yeah. Hard seriously. work is where where it has to be. Yeah. The only thing like that I truly think that a person can give in this life is effort and time. Yeah. Because those are the only things we can never get back. Right. We exactly. can always get back more money. We can always get back more material things. Whatever. Yeah. But our time is finite. And the effort that we give just takes away from our body. Right. You know what I mean? Uh And those are things that we can't get back. I like that analogy. Effort and time. Effort and time is the only things that we can actually give people. Yeah. Effort and time. The two biggest things too, right? Seriously. Time's everything. Yeah, time is money. Time is money. It's so crazy to think about, but we're all on like a stopwatch right now. It's crazy. Or on a timer. Uh And we have no idea. Could be today. Could be tomorrow. Could be next week. Could be 40 years from now. But we're all on that timer that it, once it hits zero, it, it's, over. it's done. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I hope you enjoyed your ride. Yeah, really, though. And you never know when it happens. Sometimes you're 40, sometimes you're 20, sometimes you're 97. Right. right. It is something. It is something. And with that, we'll see what happens with that. Have you heard of Elon Musk's Neuralink thing? Yes. He wants to implant a chip into your brain and that is so make you into the computer. I know. It's I, I, I seriously think that it's going to turn into a world where it's like it is a digital world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like there will be no reality anymore. Like we just live digitally. Exactly. Which is awful. When it's such a scary thing to think about it. But on the other side, it's also something you can be like prepared for. Because like I'll be, you know, the age old question down here in college. It's always like, oh, what's your major? What's uh-huh. your name? What's your major? You know, whatever. Biggest thing, yeah. But. The people that tell me cybersecurity, I'm like, you're the smartest ones in the room. Right. Because yeah. you have job security. Uh-huh. You know job I mean? security, yeah, for sure. Like, it's so crazy to think about, but eventually those people, the cybersecurity people, are going to be the policemen of the world. Which will be wild. There's no longer going to be physical cops. Yeah. Those are the guys that are going to be, like, keeping justice and order and all that shit. Yeah. That's fair. Interesting way to look at it, right? Because one day we'll be all be digital. Mm-hmm. We... Kind of like Ready Player One. Right. It'd be dope, though. Right. Just but, It'll be like there's no physical body anymore. You just I'm, upload your conscience. Yeah, exist consciously, which would be wild, too. Right. Because then imagine everything you could... Have, having the power of Google in your mind. Right. Anything you want to know, you already know. Right. right. Which would be crazy. That would put you on par with the smartest people that oh. have ever existed oh, yeah. ever on this planet. Ever. You know? E- even more. But then, circling back to what we said earlier, how often are they actually going to use that technology to do that? Yeah. You know, Never. before we know it, there's going to be Instagram and the Neuralink, so now they can just look in front of them and scroll through Instagram. You yeah. know what I mean? They don't even have to get a phone. Yeah, because it, it'll always be greed and money and power. Right. The bane of humanity, which Seriously. is which is fine, but is what it is. The, what, what, what do you think? Greed, greed, money, power. Biggest evils? Yeah. No, free will. Free will. So humans are blessed with this thing, you know, free will. Uh-huh. At any given moment. We can do anything that we want, right. good or bad. Yeah. And that's what terrifies me. You know what I mean? Because you and I have like, uh, well, I, I do not believe like everyone's like, oh, it's a civilized world. You can't do that. Bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the only thing that is stopping me from doing whatever I want is my own free will. You know what I mean? I could just, if I wanted to, go outside this room right now and punch the first dude that I see. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can 100% do that. Right. Of course, there's going to be some repercussions for uh, that action. Right. But you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what's scary to me. It's, it's it like, can't happen. Yeah. It's, it's, it's free will and the people that can't control that free will because, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to go outside and just punch a random dude or right. I'm not going to go drunk drive or assault, uh, assault a woman or whatever. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? But the could. people that do uh, and think that it's like, they're like, oh, yeah, I can do this. That's, that's terrifying. That's really scary. You know? Right. But, and then the money, the greed and all that, that's like a side effect of it, in my opinion. And it's easy to like point those out. But the way I see it, it's like free will is the common denominator. Because at any point that an evil thing has happened in human's history, the person who perpetrated it could have just decided not to. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But they still went through with it. They still went through and did it. Yeah. That's how it goes. Right. Just how free will is, yeah. Big thing. But it's also something that's so beautiful about being a human. Uh-huh. Because at the same time, we can go be that, like, lover, that, you know, that good person, the one that, you know, you don't have to go outside and, you know, donate yourself, you know, community service or whatever. But there's people that do. Right. You know, and that's, it's, it's, it's a very scary coin, but there are two sides to it. Of course. You know what I mean? There's, like, everything, yeah. the light side and the dark side. Of course. Type shit uh-huh. on some Star Wars. It really <laughs> is. It's on some Star Wars. That's what it is. Yeah. I don't know. It's definitely the biggest parallels, I think, in everything. Is good versus evil. Yeah. Which is how it goes, right? Just how right. life is. But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Did you watch Obi-Wan Kenobi? I did. Phenomenal. So show. good. Yeah, no, I'm a massive Star Wars fan. So you know on Disney Plus, uh, it says like Star Wars in chronological order. Yeah. It has all the movies and all the TV shows and all that. Right. Yeah, I've done that like three times. There you go. Like t- in order, you know, watch two movies, watch an entire TV series, Come on. And a couple of movies, uh, and an entire TV series. Right. You know what I mean? I need to do that. I need. To, I, need I haven't finished the Clone Wars yet. I've been trying to chip away at it because they're only like twenty minutes long, or whatever. Right. Just so much content. It is so phenomenal. It's like, good though. It's good content. But. I, I think George Lucas is like the greatest storyteller of uh-huh. all time. Because Beautiful. it is so crazy that you go and watch all that stuff. It's all connected. Right. Like shit that they talk about in like Episode Three, uh-huh. like Revenge of the Sith, like. They'll talk about that in the Clone Wars. Right. You know what I mean? And, and connect it sets it, all. it up perfectly. Which is dope. You know, because you can just go and watch the third movie and it'll make sense. Uh, but if you watch the Clone Wars before that, then you're like, oh, sense. man, yeah. Anakin was doing this. Like, this is what he was doing. You right, know? yeah. Like, it's so it's so insane. And just the continuity. I uh-huh. think that's something that's so impressive. Right. Just being able to keep a story going and tie everything in and make it make sense. Uh-huh. And then just being able to keep doing that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how much money has George, well, I guess it's not George Lucas anymore because he sold it to Disney. Yeah. But for just, a billion. Yeah. Right. Or more, but yeah. But like how much money are they able to do that? Because like Mando, Mandalorian, I'm sure that wasn't a George Lucas idea. Right. It was, you know what I yeah, mean? Disney Plus. They, you know, they thought of it, but then just approached him with the idea. And he's like, oh yeah, I can make that work. And then just straight up, right. you know, gives him the story. Which is dope. Right. Yeah. No. But, and it, it's also, did you know this? Like the original Star Wars episode four was, uh, or yeah, episode four, A New Hope. That was a bedtime story that George Lucas told his kids. Interesting. Like that's how it started. I did not know that. Yeah. That he told his children that. As a bedtime story. Like like what? Luke, just Luke's story? Or, yeah. yeah. Uh, with, you know, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi finds him, uh-huh. goes and destroys the Death Star, you know uh-huh. what I mean? But that, like, spawned off everything else. You know what I mean? But it was simply a bedtime story tale. Which is crazy. And then he turned it into the multi-billion dollar series that it is. Which is why creativity is so beautiful. Seriously. Like, that one, yeah, I mean, one little thing can All it takes is one idea. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I love Kenobi because, like, if you watch Revenge of the Sith, right? Yep. And it comes like, I hate you. And then episode four, 
They have their light little battle. Right. And he just dies. That's it. Right. Like, I, I, not, nothing huge. He just dies. Right. But then in, in Obi-Wan Kenobi, you can feel Anakin's hate for him. Right. right. How, you, know, you know that village scene when he's walking down, just choking random people. Right. And just trying to find him. Oh, so beautiful. See, in that scene at the end when they're having that uh, lightsaber battle, and then oh, that is so powerful. It's like, you did not kill Anakin. Right. I did. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, it's the, just the, like, and the mask is all half. Ooh. Yep. It's like, you know. There's that, and going back to that good versus evil, it's like, no, the Obi-Wan, you didn't kill Anakin. Uh-huh. The evil inside Anakin killed, killed Anakin. Right. You and now he's, mean? yeah, that's something, I don't know. There were some things I, I didn't like about it, just, but like the filler, I think Obi-Wan's power could have been more progressively. Right. right. But yeah, I only had six episodes, which is fine. But yeah, no. that end battle was beautiful. Oh, seriously. I and love then that. when he finally gets like full control of the force, uh-huh. that was so sad to see at the beginning. It was like watching him get beat and just absolutely stomped on. Right. And he lost his like touch with the force. Right. You know what I mean? Because he was so shattered. Right. He was just out of it. But it was cool to see him shattered. Right. To see how much it actually affected him. Right. You know what I mean? You know, because I, I mean, not only like an apprentice or a Padawan, but like a friend, uh-huh. you know, every, yeah, yeah, brother. Yeah. I'm completely dead. Yeah. You know, uh, that's, that's gotta, that's gotta be tough. Exactly. Which is why it's cool. I just liked it. Cause, cause my, my cousin just got off his mission right. and he hasn't watched it yet. Right. Cause it came out when he was there. Okay. So we were talking about it yesterday and yeah. So yeah, he for sure needs to, you know, he, 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 he's a huge Star show. Wars fan. So he needs to, he's, he, he has all the, he's already had it spoiled, but right. he needs to watch it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I don't know. I like those kinds of shows, right? The more more humanity themed, right? Like the, obviously, right. there's big spectacles and lightsaber battles and the force and all that, but right. like at the end of the day, it's humans, right? Yeah, the human experience, the human, how they deal with right. the problems at and hand. the emotions and everything they got, right. which is cool. I don't know. I feel like that's like very much a common thing theme across all great TV shows. Always is. You know Always what is. I mean, like Breaking Bad. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's cool that it's a cool idea, chemistry teacher making meth, but it's like. The dude got cancer, and he was worried about his family. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So he needed the to make money in the fastest way possible. And, and he made meth. <laughs> as, a, as a chemistry professor, he knew how to do that. Right. You know what I mean? All he needed was Jesse. And he yeah. got Jesse, and then and they did it. Then the human experience, you know, and just, ah, phenomenal show. Breaking Bad. So good. Same with, like, Yellowstone, if you ever watched I that. I watched Yellowstone. Oh, that's a great one. My mom got to watch it. that one. Yeah. Yeah, violent show though. Is it like holy shit, dude? Three people get shot in the first episode. Okay, <laughs> I'll have to check it out. Yellowstone. Yeah, no, it's a violent show, especially all the spinoffs that they did. Like, I, I heard think there's it was like 1989 and like 1889 or 87, something like that. Just but, like the the family before, yeah. right? Right, that uh, like founded the ranch and uh, that shit's like brutal. Especially uh, like I said, 1887, 1889, one of those. But like they'll have huge battles on the plains between the cowboys and the Indians, and it was just. Violent, violent yeah like just disgusting right you know what i mean uh-huh. did you watch game of thrones you know that's one that i never did you know but to be fair the hype of that was around i think a little bit before my time right you know what i mean because i remember game of thrones being talked about when i was still like leaving middle school uh-huh. going into high school yeah and at that point I, w- I didn't really care right you know i can proudly say that i am one of the very few people that have never seen a single episode of game of thrones <laughs> and probably never will it probably never will yeah but um yeah no never got on that hype love it one of my favorite shows of all time it's a beautiful show right also beautiful storytelling right I, 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 that's like the common denominator right it's right. the storytelling aspect yeah. Yeah. yeah breaking bad did you watch el camino i did such a beautiful way to wrap up jesse's story uh, you know what i mean yeah that's good. Better Call Saul as well. I haven't watched Better Call Saul. That one's a good one. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when, um, um, like, uh, 
what is it when Saul first meets uh, Jesse and Walter, uh-huh. and like he was, they were like kidnapping him, had the grave in front of him, whatever. Yeah, and he was like, oh, oh, are you with like, a, or I can't remember the name that he said, but like with the cartel, uh-huh. you know? It's like, oh, are you with those guys? I don't know anything about that. They explained that. <laughs> Better call Saul. Yeah, because it like that's, um, it like ends with that, like where they meet. You know what I mean? But it explains the whole thing. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, no, seriously. Is it the great. same actor? Yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. I'm trying to remember. I know, I, what is his name? Bob Odenkirk. Ah, uh, Yeah, it is okay. Bob Odenkirk still. Isn't Gus Frank in there? Or Gus, the chicken guy. I forgot his name. And that was the first thing, Gus. No, that was, that was definitely a little later in the, like, Breaking Bad storyline. Okay. Because, like... Better Call Saul is everything that leads him up to that okay. point of meeting Walter. Yeah. And then it just kind of like the rest of Saul, Saul's story is like seen uh, throughout okay. uh, Breaking Bad. Nice. You know. That's still cool though. Still sets it up. We yeah. love prequels. And it, it, seriously, it's just such great storytelling. Uh-huh. Yeah. Such it's great nice. storytelling. Yeah. Well, Doug, you want to keep going or you want to wrap it up? It's been about an hour. It's up to you. Ah, oh, shit. How long are your episodes usually? Depends on the day, hour, hour and a half, two. Depends, right. depends when it is. Oh, shit, dude. I'm I'm having a great time. I will sit here and talk all day. Good. <laughs> what else do you want to talk about? Oh, shit. That's the that's the question, though. It's like, what about school? How's school been treating you? Pretty good. Ready for it this semester to be over. Right. I think I've taken too many responsibilities this semester. Right. With YouTube, the jobs, historian. Right. School, right, everything. But um, pretty good. How about you? Oh, you know, I can't complain. Other than, like I said, chemistry's been dogging me. Right. But, um... No, it's been nothing but the up and ups, you know. Love, good. love my involvement with Alpha Phi. Love my involvement with Sigma Chi. Uh-huh. Um, friends have been doing phenomenal this year, which is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's easy to do well when the boys do well, right? You know, when everyone's eating. We all eat. Yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 bro. Yeah. Like, what's good? What is it? J Cole said that it's like, what's good first class when my homies can't sit. Uh, exactly. You know, it, it's I mean? real though. It's real. You know, it's either like first class with the boys or the slums with the boys. Come on. You know, as long as you have the boys, you're chilling. Exactly. Yeah. Got to have that team. Right. I feel like Sigma Chi Brothers has been up this year. Oh, yeah, seriously. For sure. I feel like we've been killing it. I, you know, shout out to the REC. Uh, I feel like in, this is my, going into my third year. After the end of the semester, it'll be about two and a half years I've spent here uh, at SUU. And I've been, and you know, I rushed Sigma Chi my freshman year, first semester. So I've been in that the entire time. Yeah. And in all my experience, no shade on previous ECs, because I love ever, all of them dearly. But this EC is the best one that I've seen. We appreciate that. Like quality, quality dudes. Uh-huh. You, know, you guys are killing it. Um, and it also, they are my pledge class that right. I'm running. Yeah, everything. Table. Yeah. So there is a little bit of like biasy and a little pride uh-huh. because like when we got initiated, it's like, oh, the Gamma Eta takeover. Uh-huh. Like it's it's going to happen. Slowly infiltrating. Yeah. And then the Gamma Eta Gamma takeover happened. Right. You know and now they're I mean? all up there. Now we run in this shit. They really are. Really are. Now that's good. I like the... From what I, I've only been in for like, almost, not even a full year yet, right? So right. I've only seen one previous. Right. I thought they were okay for that month I saw them, but right. I think I think we're doing good this year, which is good. Yeah. No chapter culture is on all time high, which is beautiful. You know, we haven't even hit that like mid semester slump yet, which is which is good. You know, we are, yeah. and we're almost done with the semester, which is dope. You know, and it always as long as we do it semesters at a time, because everyone thinks of like a year long plan, and that's all fine and good, but you got to take like. You know, the the journey to, of a thousand miles starts with one step. Yeah. So the way I see it is we got to take it semesters at a time and not years at a time. And we have killed this semester. We're going to finish the semester. We're going to go home. We're going to have that month-long Christmas break. People are going to be excited to be back. Recharge and then, and then come back and kill it again. it's just the energy's back. Right. And then we just keep doing what we're doing. Uh-huh. 
you know? Like, and I feel like we've been noticed on campus for that. You know what I mean? A like, lot more, I think. Yeah. Like there's been a, I think there's been a lot more involvement outside of it. Right. Yeah. Right. Now that we have, like, people like Trent and, you know, Jaron's been in, but, like, just the outside faces uh-huh. and, like, the fact that we are doing so well. We're doing, you know, our tailgates and we're making public appearances. I mean, the parties are, you know, very fun and uh-huh. safe. You know what yeah. I'm saying? which is good. And we're just, we're just straight up killing it. In every aspect, you know? which is beautiful. Yeah, no, I've been asked more on campus about it. Every time I wear letters or on Monday when we have to wear a pin, uh, people ask me about, you know, what, you know, why are you dressed nice? What right. are you wearing? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But, um, no, I think we can, we can seriously thank all of our EC for that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think you'll run for anything next year? Oh, man, I don't know if I even want to say this because it might set me up for something I don't actually do. But I was told that I would not be a bad look run for console there you go you wouldn't be a bad look at all you know and um for everyone listening who doesn't know console means president uh-huh. like president of the fraternity yeah um but i don't know i always told myself it's like that's like a full-time job you know what i mean yeah. that's becoming that's a 40-hour work week on top of your school on top of your school yeah you know what i mean and it's not impossible because i know people that are doing i mean our president's doing it and right. he's killing it he is he's killing it but it's like man but what people also don't think of is, like, those are the guys that have to deal with all the bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot that happens that all of chapter doesn't, you know, that it's not full chapter business. You know right. what I mean? It could be, like, an event between one brother or an event that happened outside or, like, at a different area or whatever. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But it sucks to be that guy yeah. that has to has to deal, deal with, with it. Be and a bad guy sometimes. Yeah. Right. And especially, you know, I feel especially bad for, like, Jacob, you know, ProCon. Right. And then, like, Max, you know, risk manager, and then, like, um, uh, J-Board and all that. Because, you know, the three values, you know, friendship, justice, and learning. Uh-huh. It's really easy to have a lot of friendship, and then that makes justice, you know, like, kind of slip away. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But they're the... There being this like steel fist, the actual guardians of justice, which right. I appreciate. Yeah, you know the friendship is still all there. Yeah, but there's a lot more accountability, which is good. You know the justice is right up there with the friendship, uh-huh. which is as it should be. Right. You know what I mean? It has to be a balance. Yeah, you know because if it was all friends, no justice or learning, it would. You know, we'd just be sitting here dicking off the whole. Right. Time. Oh yeah, which is which is fair. I don't know. You could run it. I don't know who else would. So <laughs> see, and you the, might have to. Right, but it's like after this, you see. Excuse me, sorry. After this EC, I feel like it's like trying to follow up, like, I don't know, like the weekend at the talent show. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, just screw whoever follows that guy up because you know you're not going to, you're not going to kill it as right. much. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Which is, on, is one thing that makes me really nervous, you know? But if I ever just, des- or if I do decide to do it, I'll have a lot of work to do. Like, you know, go to KTLW, do all those leadership stuff, you know, yeah. actually become applicable for the position or at right. least experienced enough to take the position. Yeah. Because if I do do it, I want to do it. You know, full effort, you know, make it just as good or better than it was this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's a very high bar. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I tell you I got an internship. Where? With HQ. Really? Yeah. No, I didn't I, I have Herman's position that. now. No way. I got accepted two days ago. That's fire, dude. And Herman. Congratulations. Thank you. Herman now has a social media position. So I have graphic design. He has social media. Heck yeah, dude. So they're going to send me to KTLW for free. Hey, there you go. Which is dope. Nice little trip up. Uh, is Ohio. it in Canada? No, that, it's that, in Ohio. That's for Grand Chapter. Yeah, Ohio, Grand Chapter. Yeah. Which I'm excited for. Yeah. No, yeah. that'll be sick. But, I mean, but what the fuck is there to do in Ohio? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to meet other six. <laughs> yes, 100%. And hang out with them. And, yeah. The networking. 
which is dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, Herman talks about it all the time, just the amount of, like, people that he knows knows, and the opportunities that he's gained just through those friendships and that, you know, knowing somebody. I mean... From all over the world, yeah. Seriously. The, mo- the country, but yeah. The, the network is the net worth. You know what I'm it, saying? It really is. It really is. It's huge. And he's he's got that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I'm excited for. Right. I can't wait for that. No, I'm seriously... I think you'll kill it. Thank seriously. You. And especially with already your, like swagger and your social media presence uh-huh. and your skills that I think that'll just like improve upon them tenfold. Appreciate that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it mainly cause uh, I'll graduate in May. Right. Right. And so I felt like I had to, I didn't get the four years of Sigma Chi. Right. I only right. got the two years, right. Two and a half, one and a half. So I needed to do something more like, okay, I need to get everything I can. So I applied for that and I'm excited for it. Right. Exactly as they, you know, they told me when I was rushing, they, I guarantee you, they told you. Of course, it's like the biggest one. Everything that you put into Sigma Chi is what you get out of it. Right. So the more you put in, the more you get out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I think that's, that's awesome. You know, just um, like give it your all, you know, you may lose. I, I was, I, I saw this quote the other day too. It's like, give it your all in everything. Fuck everything else. It's like, you're going to lose Friendships, uh-huh. jobs, girlfriends, wives. You, right. you may even lose your mind. But if you put if you have a goal, fucking give it all your effort. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You'll get there. One hundred percent. I like efforts that. get results. It, 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 it's it's the truth. Effort effort gets, effort gets results for sure. I'm excited. We'll see how it goes. Um yeah, you should run for that. You should run for console. No, I think I think it would be a good idea, but it's also like, I don't know. A lot of responsibility. There's a lot that there's a lot I got to think about and like take in before I like actually seriously consider it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But yeah. I've been told that I wouldn't be a bad candidate. You wouldn't. Cause I don't know else would do it. Right. And that's the, another scary thing is like someone's got to step up and especially being as the, this is so terrifying to say as one of the guys that is considered one of the older members of chapter. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? I never considered myself. Like I'd never thought that I would be that. You right. know, like when I rushed, it was like looking at snacks, Javi, mm-hmm. Carter, Herman. The OGs. Right. Yeah. Those were like the old guys. Those yeah. were the pillars of chapter. You know, when they said something in chapter, it had like some meaning. Right. And like some weight. And uh, I never even considered this, but like that's us now. That's like my pledge class. Now. Right. Gamma Eta. And it's so crazy to think about. Like uh, people ask me a question and I'm like, oh shit, I know the answer to this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, yeah, I'm that guy now. Right. Yeah. It's like, that's such a crazy like thought to me, uh-huh. you know, because. Without those old guys, when I was um, one of the newer members, that you know, I wouldn't have been able to do all the stuff that I did. But right. now I have to kind of be that, you know, that help, that that helping hand, you know, yeah. to these newer guys. Right. And, no, I'm so happy to do it, but it's just it's such a trip. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 I don't know. That makes me think too, because I wonder what it'd be like if I would have joined. Because I kind of like grew up before I joined, right? And then I joined, and like I'm still growing, but right. I matured a lot. Right. Compared to 18 to 20, 22, you know what I mean? 100%. But I wonder how what my growth would have been if I would have joined when I was 18. Right. It would have been different, I think. Which yeah. would which would, would have been good, but I don't know. It would have been interesting to, like, grow up in Sigma Chi. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. Grow up with those values. Grow up with the people around you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, no, I I, I seriously can thank all that, like, growth tenfold because of those guys. Like, cause of course. For my freshman year from now, you know. Without Sigma Chi, I have no idea what these last two and a half years would have looked like. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like I cannot imagine my college experience without those guys. Yeah. You know, and I'm extremely thankful for every single one of them. And for anyone who is listening, you know, uh-huh. shout out you guys. Love <laughs> you guys. But, um, yeah, no, it's it's so crazy. And 
it, it, what's even scarier, it's like the cycle. You know what I mean? Because all those guys that we rest this year, you know, <laughs> one day they're going to be the old guys. It's wild. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it's it's kind of like a leap of faith, you know, because we have to, like, leave the chapter within these guys' hands. Uh-huh. You know, the fate of Cap Iota Sigma Chi is up to these guys now. Right. You know what I mean? And I have no problem with uh, the guys that we have. I think they'll do a phenomenal job right. once it gets to that time. But uh-huh. I don't know. It's it's weird. It is weird. You know, time it is, is such a trip. Completely. And, like, the fact that... Because like one day snacks and all them were were pledges, right? And, right. And get rushed and now they're now they're gone. Yeah, now they're gone. <laughs> they're just you know, gone. Yeah. Living life. Crazy. It's absolutely wild. I think he he was in Mexico a little while ago. Yeah, he's living there right now. <laughs> just living in Mexico casually. Yeah. We love that. Yeah, only it, snacks would do that. Yeah, seriously, no fucking goddamn snacks. <laughs> only snacks would live in Mexico. Oh man, I love snacks. I got some. I could tell some stories about him, but probably shouldn't, yeah. <laughs> shouldn't be on the podcast. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's valid. That's valid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm oh, trying to man. think. Max is dope. No, Miss that guy. Seriously. Same with Ben, too. I met Ben for yeah. this this last, yeah, yeah last no. couple of weeks, whatever it was, Halloween around then. He yep. was cool. He was ben cool. Was in, ben was in my pledge class. Yep. It was, that, was, that was hard to see him go, but glad that he's doing well. Where did he go? Did he drop out of school or did you graduate? Or? No, I think he went back. I know he's a firefighter, but I'm not exactly sure where. I think he may be back in Reno. Oh. But, yeah, he got on to, like, some fire service. Nice. And, yeah, that's, that's killer. You right. know what I mean? So, always love to see the boys doing well. Of course. You know what I mean? Even if they're not here, you know, I just, you know, you pray on your homie's success. Uh-huh. And then when they do, you're like, oh, bet. That's, that's dope. Yeah. Yep. But when the homies succeed, you succeed. Exactly. You know what I mean? Succeed. Yeah, I like that. That's a good philosophy. That yeah. should be. Because once you eat, everyone else eats. Right. How it should be. As it should be, 100%, you know. Yeah. And just, uh, you know, it makes no sense to me just to, like, bring down somebody for, like, their successes. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, it's... Jealousy is such like a poison. It is. You know what I mean? Because I'm. A, I've learned to very much be a very lackadaisical guy. I used to not be like that. I used uh-huh. to be, you know, the jealous type or the one that always cared too much. But now it's like, the more I let go, the less I worry about. Which is beautiful. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. It's like, you know, relationships or past experiences or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just so much easier to be like, you know what? It's done. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which like, is good. It can't affect me no more. Which so. is, that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful stage to hit. Right. You know, like, it's like uh, that Michael Phelps thing is, you know, Michael Phelps never looked over his shoulder. He wasn't worried about what the guys behind him were doing. He was just worried about what he was doing. Right. Same with that. You know, put that shit in your past and don't look back. That's how it should be. Right. It's so hard for some people, though. No, seriously. And it, it, it is something that is taking me a long time to, a long time to learn. And I would honestly say it hasn't really come to fruition until this year. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because I had my dramas and my bullshit last year. Uh-huh. And that was, you know, I, I dealt with it better, but still not. I feel like I would deal with it even more so better now. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's in the past. I dealt with it how I dealt with uh-huh. it. So I'm going to deal with it, you know. The next it, one It just gives me that knowledge and I'll deal with the next one differently. Right. Lessons learned and that's all it can be. Right. Just how it has to be, I guess. Seriously. You got to learn. You got to learn. That's all it is. Seriously. Like, Yep. Always, the only mistake that you actually make is the mistake you make twice. That's that's a good one. I like that one. Mistake yeah. you make twice is yep. the only mistake, yeah. Because everyone makes mistakes, you know. Uh-huh. As long as you learn from it, it wasn't a mistake. It right. was a learning experience, you know yeah. what I mean? That's all it is. Right. I like that. It's a good, good philosophy, good mentality. I don't know. It's uh, attachment. I've been looking into Buddhism lately. Okay. Just because, like, Buddhism is very real. Right. Like, it's, 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 they believe in God, right. but it's more like 
your physical body. Right. It's like your connection between yourself and the like physical world around you. Yeah. You know. And, and then the big thing they stress is letting go of attachment because attachment is suffering. Right. So when you don't have that and you let go of everything constantly, you're always letting go. Right. You achieve. I forgot what they call it, but like true. Right. A true internal state where you're actually okay. Right. It's easier to elevate when you're not carrying weight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the, yeah it, beautiful practices. That's why I like it. Just because like it's everyone carries stuff on their back all day long. One hundred percent. And so if you're actively letting go of it at all times, you're good. Right. Which is nice. You know, just be like you know, be like rain on a roof. Just let it slip right off. Uh -huh. you know That's how it should be. It's hard to get there, but I'm trying to. But once you get there, there and you find that enlightenment, it's like perfect. You're yeah. a freaking. You're a super uh -huh. superhuman. You know what I mean? Weight left up the shoulders, everything, you know? Seriously, as, as long as you can't, or as long as the weight of the world can't affect you, you know what I mean? <laughs> you can control the world. Right. You know? Yeah, that's, that's a good one, too. Yeah, I don't know. Buddhism's cool. Meditation's cool. Philosophy's cool. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, like, uh, so they say, like, philosophy back in the day, it wasn't, like, they didn't have, like, religion the way that we had it. So there was like two separate things. Like philosophy was religion, or philosophy and religion were two different things. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Because in, in today's day and age, like philosophy has kind of like, like been shoved to the side as like a moral basis. You know, now people base their morals off the religion Which that they are yeah. associated with. You know what I mean? And that's all fine and good. Uh -huh. But like back in the day, it was like two separate things. Like your religion was just the deities. You know what I mean? You sacrificed and prayed to them or whatever just so they didn't end up like burning your field down this yeah. year for your crops you yeah. know what i mean but then like but the morality how they like live their day-to-day -day lives came more so from the philosophy yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like um what is it diogenes a sinope he was a um i'm trying to remember the name because it's the exact opposite of stoicism uh. which not no marxism that's freaking that's uh, that's russian yeah yeah that, that's communism. Oh. What is that? Not nihilism. What is that? Let me look it up real quick. That's okay, yeah. But, um, so, like, the idea is is that um, stoicism is, like, there's nothing that you can do to change the world. Right. It will happen. Everything that is going to happen um, will. will already happen. It's been planned. And, uh, sorry, it's hard to talk and no, that's okay. at the same time. That's how I view it, is that right there. It's all planned already. We're just kind of experiencing it. Right. I, I, still think, I still think you create your own destiny, but I don't know. No, 100%. It's, um, shit. Cynic. Cynicism. Uh, yeah, I've heard of that. Okay, so, um, like, uh, yeah, so stoicism, everything's going to happen, and there's nothing you can do to change it. Um, the only thing you can do is play your part. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. It's like, that was one of Marcus Aurelius' things. It's like, the best thing that a human can do is serve other humans. You know what I mean? Because that's what we were placed on this planet for. We're social creatures, and that's how we survive, right. is by each other's side. Yeah. But cynicism uh, is the exact opposite. It's like, everything's random. There's not, like, and anything can happen at any given moment. And so just kind of live your life however way you want. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and specifically, I love Diogenes of Sinope as the example. Um, because he was just a bum. He was straight up one of the smartest people, like, on the planet at the time. But uh, he chose to live like a bum. Yeah. Like, the story is, is he, he, he took nothing. He lived in a barrel, half a barrel in the market. Uh -huh. And he used to have a bowl, you know, what he used to, like, eat and drink out yeah. of. But then one day he saw a kid, the story goes, he saw a kid, like, drinking out of the river just with his hands. 
threw the bowl away. He's like, oh, I don't need this shit. The kid okay. can do it without the bowl. I can do it without the bowl. Interesting. Threw it away. But that was like his his whole point is like be the minimalist. But um, one of the funnier stories, it's like, uh, what is it? Um, Alexander the Great was a huge fan right. of Diogenes. Okay. And so the dude that literally took over all of the known world yeah. at the time uh-huh. went to visit Diogenes. And he was like, hey, big fan. There's anything I can do? Let me know. That'd and Diogenes just looked up at him and he said, "Yeah, you can do sun for me. Move over. You're in my sunlight." <laughs> like, like, that's wild. Just absolute no shits given. None. Like, I I absolutely love that idea. It's right. Just you know, live life because there has to be a balance of it, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can live according to some of the guidelines of cynicism, but you can also live to some of those guidelines of stoicism at right. the same time. You know what I mean? But it, it is that balance. It's like the stark difference. It's like, yeah, nothing matters no matter what I can do or no matter what I do, nothing will change. Or at the same time, it's like, but also, you know, control your destiny, carpe diem, you know, seize the day type shit. Yeah. And I don't know. There's there's beauty in both of them, but I don't know. It's easier in, easier in theory, harder than pra- harder in practice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Th- that, definitely a fine line. It is funny, the, the parallels between the two. But right. that, that's a good one. Because I see value in both of them. Nihilism, I don't really at all because nihilism is more like everything sucks. Yeah, just being the pessimist all the time. Everything's already screwed up, so yeah. yeah, Always pessimistic. I don't know. It's it's hard not to live like that because I am such a diehard pessimist. (laughs) You know what I mean? I am such a glass half empty type of guy. But like my theory behind it is I live as a pessimist because I can never be disappointed. If I always expect the worst out of every situation, if, like, I go into a test, oh, I'm going to bomb this test, or I go to ask out a girl, it's like, oh, yeah, no, she's going to say no. You know what I mean? And I always have that expectation in my mind. So then when I go and actually do it and say I do well on the test, I'm not, like, I'm just pleasantly surprised. Yeah. That's not what I was expecting. Uh, you know what I mean? But at the same time, if I go in there and I bomb it, I'm like, oh, well, this is what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. So I can't be, like, disappointed. Right. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, disappointment sucks. Right. Yeah. So if I just keep the <laughs> – it's so bad to say, keep the expectations low, you can never be disappointed. <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean, what I mean? I mean, it's true, it's true yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it's uh, There's some flaws with that, you know, philosophy. But I don't know. It's one of those ones that protects against, like, unnecessary suffering in my ideas. There you go. You know? I like that. Unnecessary. It's always, a lot of it's unnecessary. Right. Right. But that's what majority of suffering is unnecessary. Yeah. A lot of the suffering that you do endure, it's like self-imposed. Uh, you know what I mean? And yeah. you, all it has to do is like simply be like, ah, you know what? Fuck this. You right. know what I mean? And then boom, the suffering's gone. Yeah. But you'll just sit there and hold on to it and let it like. It's unreal. Just, you, you just let it fester and build and have so much power over you. It's wild. I don't know. It's just how the brain works, I guess. Right. Right. Just to like avoid those experiences again or protect you in some way but in reality you're just reliving it right over and over yeah but i don't know it's interesting it's like the most universal thing it'll it'll never go away no so it's just it's it's, it's when you learn to cope with it and live with it you become better right you just got to learn to ride that line yeah you got to learn to appreciate suffering and enjoy it because it's not going anywhere (laughs) you know what i mean it's a universe yeah it's not going anywhere but what about you what would you say are you say more like the pessimist or do you like to find like the optimistic point of view. Definitely optimistic point of view. Just because I've been in places where I've ha- dealt with pessimists and had to, in turn, became a pessimist. Right. And it just makes me feel awful. Right. So, I don't know. Uh, definitely more optimistic. Um, I expect disappointment, though. Right. Sometimes, because I don't like feeling disappointed. Right. 
but I still try to see the positives instead of negatives. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's just how I live. How I like to live. Right. I also have very high expectations for myself, though. Yes, yes, I feel that because I do keep myself to a higher expectations than what I expect of the world around me just uh, because I know, like, the capability that I am capable of. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like... I always expect the worst from people, but expect the best from myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's a good one. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not going to rely on someone else for something. Right. You know what I mean? I'm just going to expect that they, you know, mess up, do it wrong or whatever. And yeah. then I'm going to have to come in and do it, just do it myself. Right. You know what I mean? But at any point that I'm, I'm fairly confident that I can do those things yeah. myself. You know right. what I mean? Because I know what I'm capable of. Sometimes I think I'm unrealistic just because like, I, I watch people like David Goggins right. who just absolutely tear through life and make it his bitch. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So it's like I see what is possible. So I don't think I'm doing enough, which can be bad, but I don't know. I try to live the best I can. Right. You know what I mean? No. And I don't know. The doing enough, that isn't – because it's like comparing apples to oranges because, yes, I do. Like David Goggins, he's incredible. I've read both of his books. Absolute superhuman, yeah. Phenomenal human. Right. But – you're not like on that same path of life that he's on. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to keep, you got to, you got to create your expectations for the path that you're on. You know what I mean? He, yeah. he, you know, he went and did all these things just to, you know, quote unquote, become the hardest motherfucker on the planet. Which he is. And he did that. <laughs> he did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if your goal is not to become the hardest motherfucker on the planet, say you want to be the most successful YouTuber or podcaster right. that you can be. Yeah. You know what I mean? As long as you put all that, you know, effort, like the hard same work. amount of effort that he's putting just hard work. You know, you are doing the exact same thing he's doing. Just in a different vertical. Yeah, just a different vertical. Which is a fair vertical. way to look at it. Right? Yeah. I just think, I think I always reference him because it, it's like the most extreme, right? Because like human like pain and exercise, there's not much more extreme than that, I don't think. Yeah. Like no. there's mental extremes, but like the stuff he does, prob probably the, one of the most extreme things anyone does. Yeah, no, physically, mentally, yeah. you know, like um, all those like ultra marathons. He, he talks about those a lot in his books and uh -huh. his Navy SEAL experience, right. but I really like the ultra marathons. You know, he'll be training, you know, for these high elevation races. And it's like, once he finally gets there and starts, like, the race, he, you know, already has shin splints, already has fractures in his foot, already has torn muscles before he ever even starts the race. And then it's like, oh, well, I'm here. I'm here to do this shit. I don't care how I feel, so oh, I'm going to do it. That is such a powerful it, thing. It's so powerful. And it's so true, though, because it just shows how much the human body can do. Yeah, no, like once you take the mental aspect out of it, like you could, he's still doing it. <laughs> he said, I'm already here, so I'm gonna do it, right? Right. He said something about like the 40% cap. Uh -huh. You know, like, so when you think in your head that you're giving 100% effort and then you can do nothing more, in reality, you're only giving like 40% effort. You know what I mean? But as soon as you're able to like go through that mental block of being like, oh, yeah, I can do more, I've got more in me, that's when you start to really you know, reach that potential of full 100% effort. Yeah. You know what I mean? And truly, I don't think that 100% effort is truly achievable because uh -huh. I feel like 100% effort results in death. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in, the ter in David Goggins, like, terminology, uh, like, truly given 100% effort towards a physical exertion, you, I mean, there's stories of people just, fit, you know, exerting themselves to death. Right. You know what I mean? Like, what was it that, um, it was a story of, like, a, okay, this... This is, like, such a far-back memory from childhood, so I'm going to butcher the shit out of it. Uh -huh. so don't, like, quote me on this, but way back in, like, ancient Greece times, there was, like, a fight going on between these two different civilizations, uh -huh. and they needed to get, like, a message to this other civilization for, like, backup. 
So they sent this one runner, and he. The story is, is he ran for like five days and five nights. To marathon. Yeah. Marathon guy. Yeah, okay. just straight. Uh-huh. And by the time he got there and delivered his message, he tipped over and died, died of exhaustion. That's what they needed. But but truly, he gave his one hundred percent effort, right. and he got that message there, and those troops were sent, and reinforcements or whatever. You know, the battle w- waged on, but because of his one hundred percent effort, it it killed him. Right. You know what I mean? Literally. Yeah. It killed him, you know, and, you know, people can do the same thing in terms of a podcasting thing, uh, podcasting or social media influence, you know, you give 100% of your life to this and it may not be a physical death, but it's like, you know, you do lose that part of yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because instead of, um, instead of, you know, focusing on yourself and your health that, you know, you just put that on the back burner. So, you know, you, you may not physically die, but you definitely lose a part of yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? With 100% effort, I think there does bring loss. Yeah. And that's why I took a step back from social media for a while, just because I was. Like, right. I, I would eat once a day. Do, instead of eating, i do YouTube. Right. I weighed, like, 140. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. Right. But, yeah, I don't know. Definitely. You, you can definitely overexert, right, mm-hmm. and put too much in. The, 100%. Uh, I think the biggest thing in life is balance with Truly. everything. You got to understand, like, uh, the challenge at hand. You know what I mean? Because certain applications require different approaches. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's like, um, you know, you can't you can't give 100% effort towards something that isn't going to return on that investment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, say with a relationship or whatever, you know, you're giving your effort, but it's just not being reciprocated or, like, you know, it's just not getting that same type of effort back, you know? Yeah. Then at some point you got to realize like, oh man, this isn't worth it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You either got to like change up something there or like go and find something that will return that effort. Yeah. Real give you, will give you that and return on investment type shit. Right. Relationships, the biggest one, I think too. Cause like it's very, it can, it can either be one sided or it can be both sided. And when, when it's one sided, it can be awful. Right. 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 Awful, awful experience. But yeah, that's where I think you get into that. Like, you know, controlling narcissist, you know, one person just basically runs the other person's life. And yeah. that's, that's awful. Yeah, it is. You know, circling back to that, it's, it's independence, not codependence. Right. You know, you got to be good by yourself. Biggest thing. Biggest thing is being alone with men have to do. It's, it, it's, it's superpower. It really is. True. It's like, that's just how we have to be. Right. But it, it's so hard to achieve that. You know what I mean? Because it's easy to fall into that, that, like pit, that depression, you know what I mean? Because I've been there, you know, you're by yourself, there ain't nobody around you, and you're like, oh, fuck, it's hopeless. But yeah. it's not hopeless, you know what I mean? You just got to learn how to how to rock with that uh-huh. because, unfortunately, <laughs> as a man, no one's going to come and save you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. either drown or learn how to swim. Really, though. You know what I mean? And But once you do learn how to swim, it, it seriously is so powerful. Right. It, 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 I mean, being solitude almost becomes comforting. Really, though. You know what I mean? It comes to a point where it's like, oh, I don't want to deal with this drama. I'll just, you know, be by myself. You know, because solitude is peaceful. Yeah. If you can, like, master it, solitude is very peaceful. Right. You don't have to deal with anyone bullshit. You can just focus on yourself, do what you enjoy yeah. by yourself. But also, at the end of the day, we're social creatures, so we do need some sort of you know, interaction. Yeah. Interaction on that, on that level, which is why I think deep, like deep friendships and bonds between friends can help. Right. Cause like intimacy in relationships are like the, have you heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs? It sounds familiar, but I cannot, I, I wouldn't be able to describe it. It's like the basic things that everyone needs in order to reach self transcendence. That's what they call it. Okay. Like the highest level that you can be. Okay. And the very bottom one after food and water, like basic shelter is relationships right. and like intimacy right. because that's how we are as humans. 
So I think if you have like deep friendships, I think th- those can count, right? Right. Just because like you have that that bond with somebody because like right. we we do need it as humans. 100%. But like like you can be a hundred percent alone and live in the woods and you know I mean mountain man, but. We do because we're social creatures. 100%. And yeah. like, I think you're exactly right there because intimacy doesn't have to be like, say, sexual. Right. But it's just more so vulnerable. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? If you're like brave enough or you have those relationships with your boys, right. that you can break yourself down, you know, like I, I will full well admit and I'm not ashamed of this. You know, I've cried in front of my boys. Right. Which is good. You know what it's I mean? It's a good thing you can do that. You yeah. know, and I don't, I'm, I'm not a crier. I haven't cried in <laughs> fucking. It's had to be at least a year now. Right. But when I was going through it, like, last year, yeah, you know, I, I had to break down uh-huh. right in front of my boys. Yeah. You know what Sometimes I mean? you have to. But at the same time, I, I felt comfortable with that, that intimacy, and then it's only, it only grew our friendship now, afterwards. Now you guys are stronger yeah. than ever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they trust me, I trust them. Right. You know? Yeah. That's Which is what good. you need, the relationships. Uh-huh. That's good. Very good. Because, yeah, I don't know. Um, I forgot what, what we were talking about, why that happened. But it is. It is a thing. Just that that bond, that trust. It's essential for everything. You right. know what I mean? Serv- uh, a lot, a lot of service level in college too, which is why it's good that you can find that. Right. Because everywhere you look, at service level. Right. What's your name? What's your major? Oh, Type cool. Shit. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Like the the age old question. You walk past somebody. How are you? Good. How are you? No one cares. Yeah, that's not you, a relationship. Yeah, you're, you're just saying hi. Right. right. Yeah. Which is yeah, I don't know. And in college, it is hard to find that because a lot of people get caught up and partying and all that, right? Like the college is very, sometimes can be very life-sucking. That's what I've noticed. Yes, 100%. Very, very morals, <laughs> ethics. They're just, sometimes they're non-existent. But, <laughs> you know, because everyone thinks it's like, and I agree with this uh, mentality, but, you know, it's college. This is the time where you're supposed to have fun, and but this is also the time where you're supposed to make mistakes. Right. This is the point, and, like, this is, like, the true turning point from, like, being a child to an adult. Right. You know? This is where you start getting, like, actual responsibilities, you know, for most people. Um, this is, like, the first time you step away from home. This is the first time where it's like, okay, my yeah. decisions have consequences, so I got to, like, figure out how to live with myself. Right. You know what I mean? And, you know, these people, they'll get to college and they'll drink themselves right out. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Because they get here and they're, like, you know, skipping class and all that stuff. So uh-huh. They'd rather just go drink. But there, there has to be some sort of balance to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I feel like you're right. A lot of people lose that balance. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's either, it's so dangerous. It's either this is where you learn yourself or this is where you lose yourself. Which is crazy. Right. You know what I mean? That's what they say. And yeah, I've heard that saying before. But it, it really is true. Like, it really is. The college can be the trenches sometimes. Seriously. You know what I mean? Like, seriously. Like, some the, of the things these people are doing, it's crazy to me. But, yeah. These last two and a half years have been some of the best times of my life and also some of the worst times of my life. Right. But at the same time, I will do it all over again just because, of course. you know, it's part of the experience. Exactly. And Which I'm, is good. I'm not trying to be no Van Wilder or nothing, you know, seven-year uh, senior. But, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss this place once, I'm, out, once I'm done. I will miss it. Which is, yeah. It's said, I might get a master's. We'll right. see. Go to grad school? Uh, here. Actually. Oh, okay. It's online. It's only a year long. Oh, very nice. So I might um, be able to stay. Uh, Jacob said he's going to ask, but I might be able to stay in because I haven't um, done eight semesters yet. Right. But we'll see. We'll see if I even want to do it while I'm getting a master's. Right. You know what I mean? That's a lot more work. True. A lot more uh, distractions that can take me away from that, but I don't know. Right. I kind of want to. We'll see. And what would that, what would you be getting your master's in? Communications. Communications. Yeah. Gotcha. That's what all this is. Communications. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I've, I've thought about grad school, but mine would be another four years and it'd be a doctorate. 
I mean, it could be cool. It but would be cool. I mean, Dr. Mason Barrett sounds like a it, fucking sick title. It, it, it is a sick title. But, you know, I, I'm going to get done with these four years, and then I'm going to have to, like, really sit down with myself and be like, do I really want to do four more years? Yeah. Or am I, like, just ready to go out and start, you know, doing this whole thing called life? Where, where, where are you planning? you planning to move out of Utah? So, as a geology major, for the first little bit, I do plan on staying here uh -huh. just because there's a lot of uh, opportunities right. in that field here. Yeah. A lot um, of geology. It's also my home state. I feel comfortable here. You know, I know this state. Right. You know what I'm saying? But eventually, I think I do want to get out of Utah. Um, but I honestly don't know where. It, it just honestly depends, like, seriously, the grad school situation. Because if I go to grad school, I'll obviously move wherever I'm going to school. Yeah. Live there for a bit, finish my years. But if I do go to grad school, it'd be for volcanology. Yeah. So, and if I do that, I'm out of this country. I'm going to New Zealand. That'd be dope. Like uh, for for grad school or afterwards? Oh, afterwards. If I go to grad school and get Vulcan and become a volcanologist, I'm out. I'm going to New Zealand. Do you need the grad school to become one? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is a doctorate. You know, because um, one of the professors in the geology program, Dr. Jason Kaiser, he's a volcanologist. Nice. Yeah, and it took him four years of grad. Is school. New Zealand very heavy in volcanoes? New Zealand is a volcano. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like um, everywhere in the Atlantic is. Well, basically all the way, or not the Atlantic, excuse me, the Pacific, um, basically on all edges of that oceanic plate, the Pacific plate is getting subducted underneath okay. uh, continental plates or other oceanic plates. Uh -huh. And that's what creates volcanoes. So like, and New Zealand is right on that edge. That's why all those volcanoes are in Japan. That's why the Aleutian Island chains are all volcanoes. That's why we have volcanoes on the Pacific Northwest and... You know, Hawaii is kind of like an exception because that's a hotspot volcano. Yeah. But, you know, all those earthquakes and volcanoes that and activity like that tectonic activity happens in that area. It's called the Ring of Fire for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes more sense. Actually, Ring of Fire. Mm -hmm. Interesting. What about uh, what about Yellowstone? Yellowstone is another hotspot volcano. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think it's nobody should be worried about that. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because one of my favorite ideas within geology is a geologic time scale uh -huh. because it is nowhere close to what the human time scale is. Right. You know, a human time scale soon is like a year. Yeah. A geologic time scale soon is like a million. Yeah. Fifth, like, yeah. hundred thousand years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so when they're like, oh yeah, Yellowstone's going to go off soon. They're like predicting a 20,000, 30,000 year, you know, eruption. Soon. Right, of yeah. course, at any point it could just go off with no warning. Right. But well, there would be warning. There literally has to be a build. You know, like, yeah. it's like a rocket ship. Volcanoes kind of have to charge up before right. they, they erupt. Go. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, it's not even going to be our ten times great grandchildren problem. Yeah. You know, humans are going to kill humans before Yellowstone kills humans. That's fair. <laughs> that, that's a fair take. Yeah, because it'll be a while. Yeah. No, but they say once if it does go off and when it does go off next, they'll put so much ash into the air that the northern hemisphere of the planet will no longer be livable. Until for how long? Until the fallout uh, settles out. You know, there will be so it would be a it's called volcanic fallout, volcanic winter. Uh -huh. And they just pump so much ash into the air that it blocks out the sun. And like there are theories that massive eruptions like that have started ice ages. That'd be crazy. Ice Age in our lifetime would be wild. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude, no, but the, yeah, it would be tragic because like 90%, 95% of all the food that is consumed on the planet is grown in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, it'd be bad. It'd be very bad. Yeah, we would be, we would be down bad. Yeah, <laughs> very. You know, you would be considered one of the lucky ones if you just died in the, in the actual eruption. Right. You know what I what mean? What about, would it cover 
the Southern at all or no? Southern to be good? Well, um, it's more of like a gravitational thing, especially with the um, uh, equator, you know, like um, wind circulations and just uh, basic um, like weather patterns and stuff like that. So there is like a, a current and a wind that kind of just follows the equator around and that would be kind of like a barrier. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, of course a little bit might spill over, mm-hmm. you know, but the majority of it would be caught up in those winds and just circulate in the Northern hemisphere. Be so much too. Uh, oh, how yeah. far would the rocks? It, it, it re, would it reach us? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, when it, it like up in Vernal, we would be in like we're in a little safer spot, but where I'm from in Vernal, if it would go off, we would be considered in like the dead zone. Interesting. Like if it went off, it would be everyone in that one hundred mile radius gone. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's no crazy. Chance. That's absolutely wild. Are there any other ones? What are the other big super volcanoes? I only ever hear about Yellowstone. So Yellowstone is considered a super volcano, um, but it's it's just a hotspot volcano. Those yeah. are kind of like phenomenons because uh-huh. it's not really known why right. those are things. But like Hawaii itself, that's a hotspot volcano. Okay. So you can actually uh, see. You, so you know how like Hawaii, the islands kind of go up in that northwestern pattern. Uh-oh. That's because that's the direction the plate's moving. Oh. So as that, because that hotspot doesn't move, uh-huh. but the plate on top of it does. Right. So like what we consider the big island of Hawaii now is actually actively moving off of that hotspot. Interesting. So then it would just become another one of those islands in the chains. And as you notice, like the islands get smaller and smaller right. because they're just eroding away huh. because there's no more like um, material, no more volcanic activity to right. create new crust. Right. So they just, uh, eventually they'll just get weathered away. And it's actually really cool. It's like an underwater mountain chain. You can trace Hawaii and the plate movement of the Pacific plate all the way up to, like, the Aleutian Island change. Wow. Yeah, like, they're called underwater seamounts, uh-huh. but it goes up in a pattern like this, and then it just turns, and then you go straight up. Huh. So at one point, that's when the plate turned right. and then started moving in a different direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Interesting. That is wild. But what about the What about the mantle? The mantle? Like, How far down is that again? So it depends, you know, because oceanic crust is way thinner. Like oceanic crust, I think, is only like a mile, mile and a half, two miles oh, wow. thick. But like continental crust is like tens of miles. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Long time, yeah. But like really it's just, it's actually really interesting because the mantle is like Plato. Is kind of how like the idea of it is. Obviously, we can't go down there and study it. Yeah. But it's like, um, it's a soft but like mushable material. And it has like some buoyancy for it because like that's what the plates right now, they just float. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why they're able to move because uh-huh. it's like just they're floating on a very, very, very thick liquid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, okay. Let me rephrase that. It's because it's not quite liquid. It's just very soft, rock, like, like Play-Doh. You uh, know what I mean? Yeah. It's movable. Right. You know? And, but yeah, no, that's, it's, it's just kind of basically what we float on and what causes a lot of the tectonic activities. You know what I mean? Because yeah. as a um as a plate gets subducted and causes that volcanism it's because as it goes into the mantle it begins to melt and then obviously hot things tend to rise so that's where magma starts to find little cracks in the crust and starts to squeak through you know and that's just as the mantle melts that uh that crust right and it's only so hot because of pressure right yeah pressure and it gets because of the pressure it gets more hot right yeah yeah under greater pressures it's like uh what is it that's uh yeah, pressure and uh, temperature and volume, like, all directly scale with each other. Uh-huh. You know, like, uh, you you take a container and you 
keep the same amount of like gas in it, but shrink it by half the size, then the pressure increases by, you know, two. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But same with that, uh, with all the, the weight and pressure of the plates on top of it. Um, oh, yeah. Creates sure. a lot of activity. That's fair. You know what I mean? And it, it is the reason, like, that the plates are moving around. Right, yeah. It's interesting. Because, like, there's a, the man told them the outer core than the inner core. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, no, and those are even more interesting, like, topics. It's like, did you know that the uh, Earth's magnetic field switches? I've heard of that before. Like, um, the North Pole, what what we consider the North Pole, if there was that magnetic switch, would point south as we know it. You know what I mean? And there's, like, they have no idea how that happens or why it happens, but it's been recorded through, like, geologic history because uh. it's really interesting. You find, like... Um, and it's really apparent on the ocean crust. It's like a barcode. Uh-huh. So like at mid-ocean ridges where um, magma spews out, there are some magnetic minerals in there. And they'll either be nor- oriented in a northward direction or a southward direction. Uh-huh. And that's how we're able to know that yeah. it's like switching because it'll be in layers. It'll be like, okay, on this side it's going north. On the layer outside it's going south. On right. the layer outside that it's going north. You're like, okay. And we're able to like see how long that changes just by how you know wide or how much yeah. of that oriented crust is there but that's what protects us too from the sun right the magnetic field yes yes yeah. solar radiation if it wasn't for the magnetic field we would be, be dead. scorching yeah. hot yeah. scorching hot it's crazy yeah no but it's they say it's like some sort of mantle dynamics or uh, core dynamics that like Creates do it. that but no one has any idea right you know what I mean because it is very interesting how it works and like if you know we don't even know like what the process is of switching that you know what I mean? It could be catastrophic, uh, or, it could yeah. be, or it could just be that we wake up one do- day and it's like, oh, I guess south is north now. It would be wild. Right. I don't know. It could be interesting. But it would still provide the same protection, you think, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it would, but it's like just because the earth has been here for so long, because if it would change, then we would kind of be scorched already. Right, yeah. But the my idea of it is, say it does happen within our lifetime, how would that affect the, like, Everything. Um, transportation of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because everything is based off of a... North, south, east, west. Exactly. Yeah. And then it switches. Now, does does that also... Does it switch like this or does it just flip on like the x-axis? Right. You know? <laughs> is west still west or is west now east? Yeah. You know? That'd be wild. I don't know. It'd be crazy to think about though, huh? Yeah. No. Interesting. It's one of those... It's one of those things it's like, wow. But that's what I find so interesting about geology is there is a lot of unanswered questions, but at the same time, all the answers to our questions are already here. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like finding them. Uh-huh. You know? And it's like uh, the history of it, too. Like, uh, so you know the gorge as you yeah. drive from uh, St. George to Mesquite? Uh-huh. That's about one billion, not a million, one billion years wow. of Earth's history worth of rocks. Just right there. And, yeah. And if you know how to, like, read them, then that'll tell you so much. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. climatic conditions at the time, uh-huh. what sort of deposits were going on, what type of environment it was at that time. Right. And what's even crazier is it changes. You know yeah. what I mean? At one point it could have been underwater and at the other point it could have been a shoreline and at the other point it was a volcano, but uh-huh. then at the other point it was like a plains. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just really interesting if you learn how to read. The rocks? Uh, yeah, the, they're called like stratigraphic columns. Uh-huh specifically, but if you can learn how to read that stuff, it gives you so much knowledge on, right. you know, what happened a billion years ago. Humans weren't even a thing a billion years ago. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, really, though. Like, we were just freaking, like, algae on, you know, rocks. Which is crazy. But, that's where that's where science and religion start to clash a lot, huh? Right. It's going through that kind of stuff. Right. See, and I grew up in a religious household, and I still, I, 
don't know. My religious beliefs aren't exactly like under any one religion. Yeah. You know what I mean? I uh-huh. couldn't just be like, oh yeah, I'm like Christian or whatever. Right. Because there's are some some things that I agree with but disagree with. But same. It's it, it is hard as a scientific mind to deny any of that stuff now because it's like you cannot deny numbers and you cannot deny facts. Yeah. It has been scientifically proven that evolution occurs. Yeah. You know what I mean? That we can see it through the geologic record. Yeah. You know what I mean? We know that this planet is, you know, I think like four point something billion years old. You know what I mean? And we can test that. Right. You know? I'm going to have Dawson and Drew on because they want to argue about religion versus evolution. Oh, it's uh, I, evolution. You know what I mean? It's so... I mean, they, I, I was reading something the other day down in Africa, actually, they found what they believe is the earliest ancestors that we could come from. Okay. You know what I mean? Because I don't know all of it. It's like Homo eroticus, Homo sapien, Homo, yeah. you know, then it gets to us. Yeah. But they say they, they found a skull of, of like else. the ver- basically what you could call the Adam and Eve mm-hmm. of humans. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, which is interesting. You know, and, to each their own. Everyone has their own beliefs, and they can believe what they like. But it's just hard to deny it when there's actual proof. Exactly. You know I, I mean, I'm very much a logically minded person, and if there's facts to back it up, then you simply cannot deny facts. Because th- their thing is always like evolution's been disproven. I watched this TikTok. Or I watched this or that, right? But they've never done actual research on it, right? And and I try to. I, I've been doing research lately on religion, just because I want to see their point of view, right? And like. It doesn't make as much sense. I'll be honest. But. No, because you got to remember that religion is a man-made construct. Uh-huh. Geology, or right. like just the process of this planet, is just nature. We're just here. You know, we're, we're I mean? at nature's will. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And it's like, but even with the humans, you can physically see evolutions in animals. Right. You know what I mean? Like the ancestor to the blue whale used to have four legs, which is crazy. And then you can trace in that skeletal structure at like comparing from one species to another to another to another. You know, like millions or hundreds of thousands of years apart from each other. You can see those bones that used to be feet are now, like, Pins, tailbones. tailbones yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And you can see how they, like, changed into that position yeah. over time. Yeah, I, I still believe in something, right? right. But okay. I think whatever that something is made evolution occur. Because right. evolution happened, right. right? There's no denying it. None at all. None at all. <laughs> it happened. And but, so you no. got to align facts with religion in some way. You can't just deny it. Like, right. oh, that's Satan's doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's complete, it's complete ignorance. And right. I don't know how people no, can 100%. That way. And I don't know. I feel like there's a comfort factor to it yeah. because it could ter- it terrifies people right. that maybe like, well, maybe there wasn't a God that uh-huh. created our planet and that made us in his image or right. whatever. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And But a lot of people hold on to that fact as like a comforting fact. You know what Jeez. I mean? They, they're, I would say, maybe not scared of death, but scared of what happens afterwards. And the fact that evolution could be like, oh, yeah, I mean— this is what happens, you uh, know what I mean? Yeah. Then that's like, oh, wait, so you're telling me there isn't a God that made us? There isn't an after, you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's where they take it. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't know. I'm not, I guess I'm not scared of it. You know, it's like, fuck it, either there is an afterlife and you're like, okay, cool. Or it's there just isn't. black and you don't know any different. You won't even know. Yeah. <laughs> You'll just you're be just, dead. You're just gone. Yeah, you, you won't know even know, I mean? which is like why it shouldn't be scary. Exactly. You know? Because, yeah. Take your time. Enjoy the time that you have here because who knows what's next. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I think if hell does exist, right. I don't think me making the decisions I make constitute me going to hell. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like as long as you're still a good human, 
even though you're not following every single commandment, quote unquote. Right. I, I, I don't believe in a God that's going to send me to hell for drinking alcohol. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. See, and I, I had, this is one of my original thoughts that like, I used to go to a Christian private school and I had these thoughts during that time, like at a very, very young age. Uh-huh. I left that school when I was in sixth grade. Well, I guess after sixth grade, so going into seventh. But, um, and I would always get in trouble for this because during like Bible lessons or whatever in the morning, I would be like, well, hey, 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 that's not fair. Why is this God that apparently loves all of his children and all of his creations, why is this the only right one? So you're telling me if I was born in like, say, India and study or and believed in Hinduism, just because I was born in India and that was the dominant religion that I grew up with, I'm going to get sent to hell? Yeah, it's wild to me. Yeah, you know, I don't think that I don't think that one religion's wrong. I think I think they're all like, you know, right. If as long as you believe in that, like it'll get you to that afterlife. Yeah. But it's like it wouldn't be fair. You know what I mean? Just because I was born in this situation where that happened, the right religion happened to be the dominant one. You know what I mean? That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. At all. Yeah, and I would get in trouble for that. They would tell me to stop asking questions. Of course. You know? Of course. Would stop asking like, questions. You know? Yep. That's how it goes. Don't like, ask questions. Don't ask too many questions. Exactly. I read, uh, I listened to a cool podcast the other day about a guy who was, he got his some sort of third philo- or a PhD right. in Bible study. Right. Active Christian, active, or I think it was Catholic, actively study the body head to toe. Right. And literally his entire life. And from doing that, I think maybe it was more scientific. He's he's no he's written like three books, but he's no longer he still studies the Bible, but he's no longer Christian. Right. Which is interesting because right. he spent his entire life dedicated to it, but now he's not. You know what I mean? Right. Which is, I don't know, just cool. All it takes is that one little piece of knowledge. Yeah. But uh, I truly think that it's like it's a man-made structure. Oh, for sure. You know, because there's three main religions and everything other than those three are just a stem or like a side effect of those three, and that's Judaism, Christianity, and um Muslim, uh, Arabic. Yeah. Um, all of their holy lands is Jerusalem. Right. All three of their major religious, like, places and symbols are within, like, a 10-mile radius of each other. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where religion as we know it was born. Right. And everything else of that has just been, like, a subsection of that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, but then you take back to those three books, you know, the Bible, the Quran, and... Um, Trying to remember what the, the Torah, the Torah, yeah, yeah. the Jew, uh, the Judea, uh, Jewish book. Uh-huh. Um, they are so insanely similar. You know what I mean, right? Like there are, of course, the stories aren't the exact same, but the themes and the ideas that they're trying to get across are. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they're all saying the same shit, just in the different way. Yeah. So in in my mind, that's what makes no religion wrong, but right. also no religion right. Exactly. You know what I mean? I think that there's uh, something happens in the Bible. I think it's around the time Noah's Ark, but I think Ramses II is the, is the pharaoh in Egypt. Right. And I think, I, I, I've done a lot of study on Egypt. Right. And I've read about it. I I've, don't think there's any historical account of Noah's Ark happening. Right. right. But, like, I don't know. It's cool that some of the parallels do parallel with history in some way. Right. Right, which is nice, but I don't know. Yeah, there was no, like, world-ending flood yeah. or anything like yeah. that. You know what I mean? But uh, then there's the things that are unaccounted for. Like Adam and Eve, you're telling me that they lived peacefully with the dinosaurs, but we know for a fact that the dinosaurs died at the end of the, I believe, let's see, Ju- Jurassic, Triassic, Cretaceous. Yeah, the Cretaceous, or no, the Triassic constri- uh, extinction. You know, we could tell that they died from a meteor impact that caused a fallout. They froze. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, like the shit that gets unaccounted for. But then at the same time, you can also trace historically like Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth was a real person. Oh. You know what I mean? Which is cool. Which he was, he was cool. He was know, a real person, yeah. He was a real person. He did get sacrificed upon a cross. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? He was buried. Right. But three days later, he was gone. Yeah. Who says that he actually got up and walked away? Right. So, uh, you know, some of the followers could have just snagged the body. Word of mouth. You know what I mean? Have faith, right? Just have, yeah, exa- have faith. Exactly. Don't ask questions. Have faith. Yeah, that's, that's all it is. You know? It's, uh, it's interesting because, like, religion, if you think about it, it's it's a it's a good way to control masses, obviously. One hundred percent. But it's not all negative, right? They, no, one hundred percent. Has good principles and mm-hmm. good ways to live. And I notice people who are religious and truly believe in faith and truly say no to humanly desires like alcohol, premarital sex, all that. Right. They're genuinely happy humans, Seriously. which is cool. Yeah. If I could do that, I would, because they're actually happy and they feel fulfilled, which right. is nice. But at the same time, it's it's uh it's they're very good values and beliefs too. I guess exist and like get through life and have some sort of meaning, purpose, busy purpose. Like, like as I was saying earlier, like philosophy and religion used Mm -hmm. to be a separate thing. It used to be philosophy that guided the morality. But nowadays, like your moral guidelines usually come from your religion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your beliefs. That's the one, you know, it's the Bible that tells you don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the, the type of, you know, that's where you get your moral guidelines from. Right. And it it used to not be like that. Yeah. You know? Uh Um, I, I would say that's that's one thing I admire about people who are truly religious is how fulfilled they feel. Right. You know what I mean? 100%. Very hard to come by, I think. Seriously. Without that, maybe. It, it could still be possible, but they, they're, they're truly just happy human beings. See, but you give someone a purpose or you give someone like an idea that gives them purpose. You know what I mean? Right. And I think I think the happiness that stems from that is just fulfillment mm. of that, you know, purpose. Right. You know what I mean? Because you get, you know, you give someone a cause then they have something to fight for, something to strive for, you yeah. know what I mean? But you just, you know, give them nothing, then they're going to sit there and do nothing. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. there are some definite good things that have come from religion, but wow. at the at the same time, think of how many wars and over. people died over, over religion. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you don't believe in the same thing I do? Okay, I guess you got to die. <laughs> like, really, though? The Crusades? Are like, you kidding? Yeah. Because like, Romans, Romans crucified Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And then 300 years later, Holy Roman Empire. Yep. Catholic. Yep. Crazy. How that works. Yeah, right? you the, literally, the, the, the switch was flipped there pretty quick. But yeah, yeah, you literally killed the guy that you're worshiping. It, it's absolutely mind-blowing that. How, and then after that, I don't know. Religion is just it's an interesting thing to study. Seriously. Because how much it truly controlled everything forever. Right. You know what I mean? For literal thousands of years. Like the Dark Ages. Dark Ages. That was, the, that was 500 or like 500 or 1,000 years or something. Zero technological advancement None. just because of the pressure that the church put on the people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, this is how God intended us to live. This is how we're going to live. You know what I mean? It's, but it, it's, it can be something that's so powerful, but something that's so dangerous at the right. same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dark ages. Ooh, that'd be a rough time to live in. Seriously. Yeah. Um, but you're right though, which is even more f- weird too. Cause like the pressure of that, there was no, none. There's, there's barely any technological or any kind of improvement in humanity until you take away the pressure of religion. Seriously. Which is kind of crazy how that works, right? right? When there's freedom to question. And then once you start questioning. Exactly, because that's their thing. Don't ask questions, Uh have faith. Right. But once you, you know, maybe take the step back and do ask questions, you know, do be curious. Yeah. You know, find out shit for yourself. These are the ways you got to look at the world sometimes. Right. Because, I don't know. Some people without the, without the sight of God, I don't know. God's a very interesting topic. Right. And I love studying it throughout history. Just because how persecuted you could be for not believing 
in God, right. you know? And how persecuted, yeah, you, you know, and how many people were killed for because that, of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wars were fought. Over, over it. You know? Crazy. And Absolutely crazy. Just dictated entirely by something a, or by a book that a man wrote. Jesus Christ didn't write the Bible. Men wrote the Bible. Talk about the disciples. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, and they can, men are not perfect. They can change it in whichever way that they want. You yeah. Know what I mean, I think I'm going to read the Bible just because uh, I talk so much about evolution and that side, mm-hmm. but I don't talk about the religious side of it. Right. So I think I need to read it just to. Just to be open-minded. No, 100%. Being, both sides of it. You know, like, knowledge is power, in my opinion. Uh-huh. You know, the more that you learn, I, th- I feel like every pe- there's no such thing as useful knowledge. It's just being in the situation that that knowledge is applicable. Right. Um, but, yeah, you know, read the Bible and, you know, because like I said, I grew up to, or I grew up in a Christian private school. Yeah. I, I'm very familiar with the Bible. Right. But, um, no, there is a lot of good moral guidelines. Like, if you of take course. the Bible at a philosophy standpoint— like just a morality standpoint, it's a fantastic book. Of course, but if you t- you look at it as the religion, like end all be all, this is how, you know, this is how we were supposed to live, then I think that's where it gets kind of dangerous. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. It is interesting. It is very interesting. Religion, it always fascinates me. Right. Just how people live through it. I think I'm gonna read the Torah too, or at least study a little bit. Just just see what's in them. Right. Right. You know what I mean? I would recommend the Quran. Quran? Yeah. Yeah. I have a, uh, I had a, one of my best friends down in Louisiana, his name's Jace. Um, he is Muslim and he experienced me to that culture. And then on my own, I went and set out and, tr- you know, to learn more about that culture. And they are such a very peaceful people. Right. You know what I mean? And I feel so bad for them because they get like that rap of like, you know, and I don't believe this, but like the terrorists or the extremists or whatever. But at the end of the day, those aren't Muslims. Those are extremists. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I will give it. In the book, you know, it says, you know, kill everyone who isn't on or who isn't Muslim because they're an infidel. You know what I mean? They're just a problem. Yeah. You know, that's where you, like, like I said, take it from a philosophy and morality standpoint, great books. Take it as hardcore religious truth can get kind of dangerous. Yeah. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Oh, it's so, it's so. Right. Just like politics. I hate politics too. Right. Just because of how divided it makes everybody. You know what I mean? Oh, seriously. I don't believe in any of it. Like, I, I, this could be, this is the first year that I could vote for the presidential election. I give two shits. Really though? Because no matter who I vote for, it doesn't matter. At all. You know what I mean? Yeah. The 2024 presidential election is already decided. Yeah. And I fully believe that. Right. There's nothing we can do to change it. Whoever's going to be president in 2024 has already been, has already been decided to be the president. Yeah. You know? Yeah, plus it's just all, oh, God. Right. So many news. I hate the news. I hate, I hate traditional media. I hate yeah. politics. I hate it all. False information. Really, though? All and, of it. And, and and people take it as truth. Right. You know, no one's even curious to do their own research At anymore. All. And that that is mind-boggling to me. You know, I I always try to research my for myself. You know right. what I mean? Because it's, I, I like to have, I don't like to have an opinion. Uh-huh. I like to have an educated opinion. Right. If I don't, if we're talking about something that I truly have no idea about, I'll just not say anything because right. I don't have any knowledge to create a proper opinion, uh-huh. an educated opinion. Yeah, you know what I mean. But that's the issue: is now every day everyone has an opinion on something, and they know nothing about it. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> of course. You know. That's how it goes. They, they, they saw one thing one time like a year ago, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. They, they saw one TikTok that uh-huh. freaking Ben Shapiro told them oh, this God. type bullshit. Oh God, that's how that's how it is. That's how it is. Oh man, I do like li- I like listening to him though. Yeah, I no. love listening to Ben Shapiro. He's got some interesting. He's ideas. so funny. <laughs> He's a very funny man. But yeah, oh, I don't man. know. People just need to be more self aware. 
Seriously. And not, and not as much sheep. I think people need to just be more curious. That too. You know? Ask more questions. Do I, their own research. Seriously. Never. Want to learn. Exactly. Want to Knowledge learn. is power. That's a big one. Yep. Want to learn or want to change. Exactly. Two biggest things, I think. Seriously. Yeah. But. Well, King, it's been about two hours. Yep. I wrap it up. Yeah. I feel like. I. I I feel like we've had a great conversation. I, really, I truly appreciate this opportunity. Thanks for coming on. I, I really enjoyed it. It was a good time. It was you know? a good, the conversations need to be had. Exactly. You know what I mean? Hey, Which is good. If, you ever, if you're ever looking for another guest, I'll happily come back. Let me know. I'll, I'll let you know. Well, it's been a good one. And we'll catch you later. We'll see you.